show everybody fire up the band <laughs> here we go oh man what a night what a night 49ers get the win welcome to the krug show brought to you by pig and a pickle the best barbecue in all of northern california also brought to you by underdog fantasy and mojo fantasy as well as marin auto glass check that link in the description use the promo code krug and you can um, K-R-U-E-G, and they'll match you up to your first $100. Welcome to the Krug Show. Uh, what a win, man. Baller's in the house. Danny's in the house. Kev's down at Cal Poly. Rise in the house. We invited the great coach. He'll stop by possibly later. Maybe Damon. Uh, JD's going to join us a little bit later on. He's about 20 yards away. Niners get the win in just the ugliest of games, guys. Oh, my God, I never thought the 49ers were going to win that game. At no point in time did I think the Niners were going to win. Um, it just wasn't the kind of game that they have won this year. Uh, Fred Warner said, man, we need to win a grimy game. He said it about a month and a half ago. Well, they haven't won a grimy game all year. They just don't win these kinds of games. And to me, the thing that really stood out was Brock Purdy was 17 of 32 he was completing 53% of his passes until that final drive. And then on that final drive, he completed six of seven, 86% for 48 yards on the final drive. And the Niners get the 24-21 win, and they're moving on to the NFC Championship game. And tomorrow we'll find out, do they take on the Lions? Do they take on the Buccaneers? Uh, all I got to say is, whew. That yeah. was big. That, that was absolutely big. On that last drive was the Kittle drop. Kittle had the drop on the last drive. How about the Chris Conley catch? How about the IU catch? Um, how about Dre Greenlaw? Did you? I, I I participated in a number of the the pressers and the post game from the podium, and I asked Greenlaw. I said, you know, was people saying get down? And he's like, oh yeah, but Fred said score a touchdown. Oh, guys out oh. here trying to cover the goddamn spread. I love it. <laughs> That was in absolutely incredible. Let's let's go around the room, guys. I mean, we got almost a thousand people in the chat. Um, you know, we'll, we'll get to all of your supers. I realize a lot of you guys have been waiting for a number of, uh, you know, number of minutes here. It's almost five to ten. But Kev, why don't we start with you, and then we'll go around that way clockwise with Rye, Danny, and and Baller. Kev, give me your takeaway on this thing, man. It was uh, it was a wild game, man. It would have been so so unfortunate and I you know I was sitting there in the third quarter thinking I don't know if I even want to do this post game tonight <laughs> I'm like I'm what am I going to sit there and I mean I was I was getting ready to rip the hell out of Shanahan for that second quarter bungling of the clock I mean that was just awful I thought Purdy looked terrible in this game his feet looked like they were planted in cement um but you know what the guy dug deep. He found a way to block out the ugliness. I don't know what the heck he was on today. His throws were not good, but his footwork was worse. I thought it was so bad. Kev, jump in here. Tell me, give me your perspective on this thing. I, I'm at a loss for words. I mean, the script writers went off today. They really did. The, I, I've never been so stressed out during a 49ers <laughs> football game in my entire life. And I'm not very old, but still, it was stressful. And yeah, Danny I, feels I was, the same way and he's older. <laughs> I, 
there was no, there was not a lot of points in that game where I was feeling good. I I no. I felt the same. I felt like they were going to lose this game. I was thinking about all right, what happens when they lose? What's the stream going to look like? What's the content going to look like? I really thought it was over and I think that the stat that really backs that up is the the Kyle Shanahan tra- uh, trailing by five or more. Yeah. Uh, now it's one, one in 30. 30 by trailing. We got one. He got, got one. Finally got, got one. one. Shanny has one. Just a stressful game. And, you know, honestly, it was an ugly game. The Niners, if they played like that in the future, they're not going to win the Super Bowl. So you definitely got to get that one out of your system. The whole rest versus rust thing, obviously, you could debate debate like whether that was rest or rust but you know purdy had a number of just overthrows that were just really ugly um purdy obviously has never played well in the rain so that might be something to consider yeah, uh, i thought but, maybe they might even yeah. bring in uh darnold uh, darnold if, if purdy uh didn't do it the, before the last drive the, the second to last drive i thought geez, no you're, you're, you're gonna live with purdy you're gonna die with purdy yeah <laughs> man right what'd you think right I mean, Purdy was ass. We got to just say it. Like, Purdy was yeah, absolute he, ass. He was I, terrible. I, like, I, I can don't say it. I, I've been backing him all year, but he yeah. was terrible in this game. It's it's okay. Like, you have to be how, – how are people going to trust you if, like – like, obviously right. we all love Purdy, but, like, you have sure. to be ass. I got to say, I don't like taking shots. This is not really a shot, but it is a shot. David Lombardi, like, I don't really understand. Like, he has become, like – you know how you see those, like, Steph Curry accounts that are, like, the avatar is, like, Steph Curry? Like, that's what David Lombardi has become, but for Brock Purdy. Like, the guy doesn't – he tweeted, like, Brock Purdy answered every single doubt and criticism by delivering a comeback playoff drive that has immediately become part of 49ers legend. That's what Joe Montana used to do. It's like, that's getting ripped all over the place. I don't you, – you got to be honest. Purdy was ass – I think we can all just agree that he is not very good in the rain. It's probably going to be positive as far as uh, when it comes to actually paying the man because he's been awesome, but that dude cannot be an AFC quarterback. That eliminated a lot of spots where he cannot play. He can't play in Green Bay. He can't play in places where there's going to be rain. It's just, it is what it is. Larry, did you, you, hey, Ryan, did you see the play? And I, 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 you know, somebody showed it to me on their phone. He dropped back to pass, and That's in the middle say. of the play, yeah. drying his hands, he's drying his, his hand off. Yeah, that, oh, I've never seen thing. a quarterback do. I've never seen a quarterback do that. That was wild. It, it was wild, and uh, Shanahan totally lost trust in him. And I think that's part of the right. conservative play calling and all that. Um, I will say though, um, just to be a little bit of a spinner, because I, I I've been like monitoring a little bit of the content. It's a lot of ripping on Shanahan. Shannon didn't have his best day, but at the end of the day, guy, four out of five years, he's been to the NFC Championship game. And people, half the league, uh, you know, I, I tweeted that they would cut their, you know, left nut off just to get a dude that spent six months with Shanahan as an assistant. Like, he, the guy's got coaches everywhere. Everybody that t- is around Shanahan, it becomes the hot new new name. Like, you you see it right now with uh, Bobby, Bobby Slow Texans dude. Yeah, Slow. yeah, Bobby Slowick. So, all, all that doesn't mean he had a good game today. Yeah, it, it doesn't mean he had a good game today, but I also I, – I just don't like – there's just so much that we don't understand. He did say that it was like the wrong play call, that Juwan Jennings one was absolutely bizarre. <laughs> the run play was right. absolutely bizarre. And that's coming out of half, right? It's like right. Yeah, that's coming out of half. They have a few plays scripted coming out of half. The first one, you're going to hand it to Juwan, and it sounded like in the post game, Kyle forgot Debo Samuel was out of the game. Yep, and then the final thing is just like I, the Niners' kryptonite is always when they get behind and they have to, they have to pass the ball. 
And the, the opposing team knows they're going to pass. Their pass blocking just turns into cheeks. Like, it, it's you saw how much pressure Green Bay was getting on Purdy, and it was absolutely rattling the guy. Um, before, so. Yeah, before we go to Danny, you know, right, you know, it's funny. I, 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 I totally agree with you. I thought Brock was terrible. I, I thought his footwork was unbelievable. It was, it reminded me of Garoppolo in that he was taking his drop and then his feet were frozen. They couldn't, he stopped moving his feet and it looked like he was just, it was weird. It was really weird. Uh, I have never seen him play like that. Usually he's very light footed, but are we, do, are, are we, are we in that spot now? I mean, this guy played at Iowa State. He played it in Ames, Iowa, and he won a lot of games. Is it possible that, you know, just a small sample size? I realize he rained in Cleveland. He didn't look good in that second quarter. It was rainy tonight, and and obviously he had his worst game. But I mean, I, I mean, I, I got, I mean, I didn't study Iowa State every game, but didn't he had to have one? Apparently he only had games six games. Had weather, rain. right? Apparently he only had six games of rain and he wore a glove. You know, we talked about that in the post game too. He said he wore a glove and then he just got tired of it. And he threw it down. Um, but you know, getting a grip on the ball is a, you know, I mean, you guys know, I mean, heck, it's I mean, it's, it's a big part about playing the position and um, you know, I don't know what the answer is, but it, it does make, it does make you wonder. I will say this though, man, the guy was able to block out, three and a half quarters of really ass football. And I, and I, I mean, I, I've really, you know, I'm his biggest fan, man. I, I, I believe in the guy. I believed in the guy from the beginning. I mean, Rye was the first interview I did with him. I'll admit it. I mean, it was borderline embarrassing. I was like, yeah, dude, I'm a huge fan. You know, it's like, um, I believe in the guy probably much more than almost anybody in the media, maybe more than any fan, but tonight he was so bad, but I, I'm not ready to say he can't, do it in inclement weather or rain, but he hasn't done it so far. Um, right. I mean, I think that's all I, that's as far as I'll go. I mean, I yeah, still fortunately next die long term, but I don't, you know what I'm saying? I'm not ready to say like, Oh, you know what? He can't do it in January weather, but man, you know, I'll say this. Um, when I was thinking was I was walking down to the, uh, to the post game presser is I'm really happy that the super bowls in the dome, you know, because they're going to have, he's going to have to be good if they get by Detroit next week. And I think it'll be Detroit. Um, if they get by Detroit next week, he's going to have to be good in the, in the Super Bowl to win that game. He's going to, and that game's going to be on a fast carpet indoors, perfect conditions. And um, maybe that's exactly what he needs. So anyway, next week's, next week's forecast is supposed to be fairly clear. It doesn't look like rain in the forecast. Late nice. So. Yeah, they they got to let's be honest, guys. The Niners didn't win tonight. The Niners escaped tonight. And all Danny, great teams do this. You see the Chiefs, yeah. like you know, get down twenty-one-zero to the Texans, or like this shit happens. That's why I'm not being a negative, Nelly. I think they just got their bad one out, and it was in yeah. I Niners yeah. be bad, and it's all up, looking good yeah. from here. They're going to be seven-point favorites versus Detroit. Oh, good. Yeah. What do you think, Danny? Well, several things. Um, I'm gonna throw it a different wrinkle in here i think if you bring up farhan you're i'm muting you <laughs> and i don't want to talk about him please into the first half a lot of people i know were upset with the fact that they were not moving the ball down you were up seven to six at the time i think he played it right knowing he had the ball in the second half because 
had he Shannon been a did? come on, man, he wasted forty five seconds. Yeah, but here's here's why I, he I not I play think that was, right. Here, here's why I think it was okay, the right ahead. thing. If he was aggressive, trying to score, and Purdy was playing terrible, as we've all admitted, he couldn't hold on, couldn't throw the ball accurately. If the stop, if the clocks stopped, and Green Bay took the ball back and went down and scored, I think Green Bay goes into the halftime, uh, just even feeling even stronger and better. And I think, you know, it was a low kick by Moody, didn't get it off. But if he didn't leave Green Bay a chance to take the ball and score. The other things I'd like I to mean, say. That is really the- looking at the glass. Jamie, they started the, with the ball with four minutes left. They wasted 45 seconds. Yeah, he did then, not want Green Bay to no have the ball at the end. I right. just thought they should have I'll been way where, more aggressive. I'll tell you there. where I had a real problem no with the case. urgency. They didn't help out their, yeah. their, their rookie the, kickers. The problem I had with right. the urgency I was at the end that. of the game. The end of the game was scaring me a lot because I'm like, why are you not trying to score quickly? Because if you don't score, the game's over. Yeah. I thought he should have tried to score with two and a half, three minutes left. And if he didn't score – least he'd have a chance to call three timeouts and the two minute warning and have another shot at scoring. But to take yeah, it but down don't, you, don't you guys think that he was at that point a little worried about the way Brock was playing? It felt I, like I a Jimmy he, G moment. It felt like Jimmy G in 2019. Let's take the ball out of Jimmy's hands and let's run the ball, get a, get a field goal. Cause you don't trust him. Oh, you could have convinced me even I, I'll go the opposite, Dan. I there's part of me that was like, oh, maybe CMC goes down at the one yard line there on that on oh. that uh touchdown run. Just let's just, just score. End just score. Shit, no, just know, score. But, hey, I, I see uh, Eddie Kane's Bay, comment. By the way, you're getting on that bird back to Green Bay going, We blew it. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, I, and, and and I'll say this, and I don't know how you guys felt. I had Green Bay last week against Dallas. Do I am I somewhat vindicated for telling everybody all week how good Green Bay was? I mean, I, I mean, yeah, the Niners were bad tonight, but a lot of that had to do with how sharp Green Bay is. I think Green Bay's coming, man. I think, thank oh. you, sir. I, I think a year from now, two years from now, Green Bay is going to be. I'm, a force, I'm betting on man. them uh, in the in the preseason to win it all. You're going to get uh, plus two thousand or, or better, and. Uh, how did their the defense youngest? get so much better though? Like they allowed a career day to Bryce Young, Baker Mayfield. Like the, they were not. Their defense was pretty ass down the stretch. Yeah, and no, you're right. I, I don't know. If, you know, I think it's a combination of. Well, you know, here's the thing, and you know, it's like it's a weird thing because it always sounds so cliche and it sounds so like, oh, you know. But let's be honest, guys. We talk about all kinds of elements of football. Run the ball. Stop the run. Be good on all three phases. Blah, 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 blah. It all comes down to turnovers. There's only 10 possessions in an NFL game. That's right. Green Bay was great in this game. They turned it over. I said it, I said it to, I think on our stream Wednesday night with Kev, I said, if the Niners are are minus one, this game's going to be super tight. And if the Niners are minus two, they are going to lose. And Green Bay was minus two, and they outplayed the Niners in several yeah. phases and lost the game. Let me give you that one other. The, yeah. let, let me give you another take on this game because I see some people say, "Eddie cases mute me." That's horseshit to watch. We got to let Baller cook after. Yeah, Here, here's the deal that people are forgetting: Debo Samuel went down on the very first drive of the game, and he already had. Uh, the ball twice. I believe the game plan 
was Debo dominant. And I believe that Debo comes up big in games where, you know, it's a wet field. You want physicality. Let Debo smash mouth his way against the Packers defense. When, when he went out, it changed the entire offensive game plan. I guarantee you the last week in practice, Debo has been getting rep after rep because they were going to just have Debo shove it down the throat of the Packers tonight. It was going to be Debo and McCaffrey. McCaffrey got a little bit of a bruised thigh or whatever it was or a Charlie horse. And Debo's out. So that's why Shanahan was a little more conservative at the end of the first half because he had to regroup. Those guys that went in, you know, uh, McLeod, Ray Ray, he wasn't ready to take Debo's role. No, no. Way. I mean, that's that, you know, that is the thing too. And, and Kittle referenced it at the podium. He said, man, we had some things cooked up for Debo and, and, and uh, McCaffrey to kind of be interchangeable and we lost Debo and he's like, Hey, we're not the same team without him. There was no definitive word, by the way, people asking, there was no definitive word yet on Debo's injury. It was a shoulder injury. Um, you know, I, I won't, I can't even speculate, but I don't think it was a dislocation. Uh, he did have a didn't he have a fracture there earlier this year in the in the Cleveland game. Um, I don't know his status, but man, I mean, I don't want to say they don't have a chance without him, but their chances of winning the Super Bowl dropped dramatically without him. Baller, give us your thoughts. We've made you wait too long. Mother Nature is the great equalizer, fellas. I think we saw that tonight with the rain. And I'm gonna start off with the bad because there was a lot of bad in Brock Purdy. We already mentioned it. Uh, the wet ball clearly affected him. He was missing high. He was missing low. As soon as he came out with the glove on, which, correct me if I'm wrong, we hadn't seen all season. I was No, nervous. but he said that he I'm did thinking, it in college a couple times. I heard that. But I'm thinking, when, when I saw the glove on to start the game, I'm thinking, man, the weather, the rain is in his mind already. Yeah. He's already making adjustments we haven't seen. So it was a bad game by Brock, but... Uh, like you said, Larry, great final drive, clutch final drive uh, for the Niners to win it. But there's more bad. How about stopping the run? Aaron Jones looked freaking lights out all oh. game. He was gashing the Niners defense with long runs. Uh, Aaron Jones, I mean, he I thought he looked phenomenal. Uh, and before the half, He's a really thought, underrated back, isn't he? And he was running with fresh legs. I know he missed a chunk with a hamstring, but – he was fresh and looked the part, but I thought Shanahan was ultra conservative before half. I agree with Larry. Four minutes left, and they, they ran it to the two-minute warning. There was just no urgency. You had the three timeouts, but you, you ran out of time. You couldn't even get your rookie field goal kicker you know, to a moderate distance of a field goal. You know, Get him a 30-yard or 35, but – Anyway, uh, Shanahan, he did. By the way, he did kick him. What was the what was the distance on the one that he hit? Fifty two. Fifty two, man. I mean, hey, man, I was really happy he hit that, dude. If he hadn't hit that kick, man, it was they were, you know, he he was going to be done before the next round. Wait, quickly, how got, about the Carlson quote? Did you? I don't know if you got this report in uh, in the stadium, no. Larry, but they actually had a report from the sideline that they talked to Matt Lafleur about Carlson and oh, like yeah. his kicking woes. And Matt Lafleur quote said, "Every time he goes out there to kick, I just pray to God." <laughs> like what? Yeah, that's Daniel Carlson's little brother too. Yeah. Um, you know, let's just say, can, can, let me let me just say this for everybody. 
don't ever draft kickers in in the first or second round or day two, day one or two of the draft. Just don't. I don't care if it's I don't care if it's Jan Stenerud, Morton Anderson, and Sebastian Janikowski all rolled into goddamn one. I don't care. Don't draft kickers on day two. You can find them later. They, you know, Chase McLaughlin is probably as valuable as any kicker. The Niners had him. He was on the waiver wire. These guys are all, they all, they, they go from job to job. They, they come out of nowhere. They return to nowhere. No more. Roberto Aguayo was a second round pick bust. Uh, you know, Jake, I mean, I, I know Jake's a good guy and everything, but come on. I mean, no, no more kickers in the second or third round ever again, ever again. Uh, or, so, so, or let's just say this. I've yet to see the kicker that I, I mean, obviously if you know you you're drafting Justin Tucker, okay, that's one thing, but you don't and you never do. Hey, but he so, nailed it tonight. He nailed it tonight. That's all what I'm Larry, know, some, some guy comes out 10 years from now and he's consistent from 80 yards. Roberto Aguayo. I don't care if it's a young Dan coach Emilio and he's making every kick there's ever made. Danny, can you show us your form one more time? I'd like to see your kicking form because uh, you know I tried the other night doing a little kick, and, and the, the hammy's a little tight. Uh, hammy's a little tight for me at this age. So no. there's so many people in the chat that the chat's moving so fast that I can't even do it fast. And if Joey Nichols says Justin Tucker's the one guy, LOL. Yeah, I mean Justin Tucker, fine. Other than that, no more kickers ever. I don't want to see them. You know. By the way. Um, Okay, can, can we, let me ask you guys this, and this is a serious question. Where are we honestly with Brock? Because in the five minutes to go in the fourth quarter, I looked down at my phone, and sure enough, you know, because I'm synonymous with being pro Brock, there's all these guys who are just like, Brock's not him, Brock's not the guy, I told you he's not the guy. And it's like, God, it just... I, it made me want to just pick up my laptop and throw it off the upper deck. You know, I was like, I don't want to do this post game show. I don't want to have to answer this. Are we, is, is there any way the 49ers can not win the Super Bowl and we're not going to be like Shanahan sucks, Purdy sucks? Can we agree that, that Brock's a good quarterback? Can we agree that Shanahan's a good coach um, and, and still see that maybe they're not perfect? I mean, I, to me, I'm, I, I think the Niners may be able to win the Super Bowl this year because I feel like they they kind of escaped tonight. And and that, you know, and 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 Shanahan really I thought gagged in that second quarter in the worst way, and they still found a way to win. And Purdy had a nightmarish game, and they still found a way to win against a good football team. But can we just do we does it have to be um if if the if you know these guys aren't the right guys, do we have to go nuclear every single time they 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 fall short? I mean, I don't know. I this is how I feel about it. I think Kyle Shanahan's a damn good coach. Is he the best coach in football? No, but I, I'd take him over most coaches in football. And I I don't want to fi- I don't want to see him fired and go to a different direction. And I don't you know is Brock Purdy Mahomes? No. Is he, would I rather have Josh Allen? Yeah. But I mean, I, I'd rather have Brock Purdy than like 27 quarterbacks or 28 quarterbacks. You know, I mean, he's like, he's like a top five, top seven guy. I'm fine with him. Um, I think you can win with him. I just, it, it, to me, it's almost borderline exhausting with this, you know, this super knee jerk every game that the guy loses. 
he's not him. And it's, it, I don't know. G- g- give me your guys' thoughts. Kev, let's start with you. You're grounded. You seem like you have a grounded opinion. Put, put, make some sense of this thing. I mean, is there a way we can kind of go forward with Purdy and Shanahan and stick with them without, you know, I mean, acknowledge yeah, I have, maybe not at the top of the heap, but also not be like they need to go every single time. Uh, the team falls short. I don't have two. I have two different thoughts on this. Okay, good. Neither of them result in this X person has to has to go. But the Purdy thing, it's like Purdy had a bad game. I'll defend Purdy on this one. He had a bad game. He threw two near interceptions, number of bad throws. You could point at a number of different factors, whether it's the rain, his hand size. I don't know. But he's obviously their guy. He's proven it enough to me personally. For right. me to say that this is just a bad game, we'll move forward. I still have confidence in him. The one thing that does kind of irk me is that Kyle Shanahan changing how he coaches in playoffs, like that just bugs me. Like him deciding to go super conservative in the second quarter and change kind of how he usually plays it, that's something that's worrisome for me. And I, I still think he's a great coach, but I just don't understand the logic of switching up how you play your team just because it's a playoff game. Right, where are you? Because you know, I think you got a pretty good, reasonable mind for this. I mean, you you're wagering on this stuff. You're you're you know you're maybe sometimes emotional and impulsive, but you got a pretty good head on your shoulders. How can you? How would you describe kind of where you're at with Shanahan and with Purdy right now? I still I wouldn't take any other coach in the league uh, in terms of like this year and going forward than Shanahan still. And with Purdy, I mean. The NFC, look what quarterbacks we have left in the NFC. Like, it's we're going to pay the, not we, but the Niners are going to play the winner of Baker Mayfield and Jared Goff, two guys that were cast off by their franchises. The NFC is just, luckily, I mean, the quarterback play is just trash. Like, Jalen Hurts, all of a sudden, it's like, he doesn't look that great. Dak chokes again in the playoffs. So, Purdy's going to be near the top of the NFC in quarterbacks. And, like, with this roster, the way everything's going, that's fine. Also, like he said it himself, and I think that other people, like when we're trying to be as generous as possible to Purdy, if we're looking for a comp, we're going to say Drew Brees. Drew Brees, not great in inclement weather, and that's okay. You know, he was in a dome. Um, For the most part, it's not going to really be an issue for the 49ers because they don't play in the AFC. They don't have to play in all these sloppy weather situations. So, I mean, they survived the, the rainy game, and they don't have to deal with it for the next two games. So I still feel really good. I mean, Purdy, when we talk about contracts, um, it's going to be a little scary if they have to pay, make him the highest paid dude in the league. But we'll get to that when we come to it. Danny, you're the senior member of the chat. If this were uh, a different society, we would defer to you. Um, you're like the village elder. If this, was, if this was politics, Danny would be leading the show. <laughs> if, this were, if this were a different country, we would be honoring you instead of poking at you and making fun of you. Um, no, I'm just joking, Danny. We don't poke at you or make fun of you. No, but give me your perspective, Dan, because you you know, I mean, you've been doing the YouTube thing for a while. You you see the way people react. Everybody's a creature of the moment, and yep. it's like, I mean, come on, man. It's like there has to be some. I mean, th- hey. they won a bunch of games. The guy was number one in QB rating. He's like he's like 19. He's got 19 different. Uh, categories where he's like at the top or near the top in the NFL. The guy can't be cheeks. Uh, I mean, where, where are you with Shanahan? Where are you with Purdy? I look at it this way. People have bad games. The weather was bad. He planned with C with Debo to be in the game. 
I think Debo, again, was the key guy tonight. He's out, changes the game plan. Um, and let me just read you two stat lines. Oh, I was thinking you are going to read me a poem or something. Okay, go ahead. Let me read you two stat lines. Two different tales of two quarterbacks. 23 of 39, 252 yards, six and a half average per completion, one TD, zero interceptions, one sack, and a rating of 86.7 versus this 22 of 35, 286 yards, 8.2 average completion, three touchdowns, three picks, three sacks, and a rating of 81.4. Who are those two quarterbacks? Dak and Purdy? No, I'm a guess Purdy in Montana, just because I think that's how you roll. Yep, that's who it is. That was Dieter Joe Brock and Jeff George. George. All of those guys. That Go. was Joe Montana against the Cowboys in the NFC Championship game. Three Bro. picks, sacked three times, but he got it done when it counted. And Brock got it done when the the season was on the brink. He pulled it out. That's a huge growing moment. To, to win ugly is a win. I don't care if they played a perfect game and lost. They won the game. Relax. They'll play another week. They're playing to, to go to the Super Bowl for the fourth time, the fourth opportunity in five seasons. And I think they knock it down next week. And I think they get it done. And I think they learn from this game. That they don't go in and, you know, they got to play every play like it's their last. And I think the Niners will learn from this. And um, th they know that they can't do this against Detroit. Um, and uh, so I'm, I'm not worried one bit. I was worried during the game. Yeah. But the fact that they won it and the way they won it, I'll live on that. Yeah, I want to jump in on this on this Brock Purdy, Kyle Shanahan talk because yes, bad game for Brock Purdy, but what he's shown this year is that this kid's a playmaker. This kid's a really good player. I think it's obvious that he doesn't throw a wet football very well. We've seen no. it a couple times this year. So as long as the ball is dry, I think I got even more confidence in Brock. But I want to flip it to Shanny because I thought Shanahan approached this game with the wrong game plan. And I know, Larry, you talked to the locker room and everyone was saying how much they loved the game plan. Right, they the love hell, the plan. Why the hell? This is the opening series. These are the scripted plays, fellas. Four out of the first five plays were empty formation. There was no back out there. McCaffrey was being motioned out. Four out of the first five plays were Did empty. you look at the numbers, though, the, Baller? We got the number one leading rusher in the NFL. Why are we handing him the rock? It's raining. Why are we going to an empty formation, pass happy game plan? That well, was the you know, part. Even I, you more know, here's so the than thing before about the if, half. Tell me, Larry. Oh no, I mean, I, I I understand what you're saying, and it makes perfect sense. But if you looked at the numbers, there was one of the things that jumped out, and I think Kyle Posey had a story on this on Niners Nation. Um, the reason they went to the empty so much, in fact, they went they had they went empty on four plays in the first series, and the reason for it was that um, uh, uh, Green Bay had terrible numbers against empty. 
Uh, and I think Brock Purdy is like 11.6 yards per attempt or something like that uh, on in empty formations. And Green Bay was like bottom bottom six or bottom seven in the league against empty formations. So I'm sure they got something bad that, numbers against the run too. I know. I know, but I think that was the thinking is why they went empty. But I agree with you from the standpoint of just run the ball. I wanted to see, I wanted to see a drive. Um, first of all, you know, I want to see them run the ball a lot more, just period. Um, they ran the ball a lot this year, but I mean, you got a team that's 28th against the run, and you got the fourth worst run defense in the game. Um, just run the ball. And 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 the other thing I really didn't like in this game. Why couldn't they get their backs like McCaffrey or, or, you know, I guess Debo went out. Why couldn't they get Quay Walker and Devondre Campbell isolated in any kind of situations and make those guys play coverage? Neither of those guys can play coverage worth a damn. And the 49ers did not get any of those mismatches in this game. Um, I, I didn't like that. I really didn't like that. To me, this game should have been a much more one-sided game. The 49ers should have dominated the time of possession. Um, I, I didn't, I, I really didn't like the idea to me. The other thing Shanahan always wants to, to defer to the second half. It didn't work out. It, you didn't score going in. You didn't score coming out. So how about this from now on? This is what makes sense to me. And tell me what you think of this. Put your advantage out there first. So if you like to me, the Niners offense had a clear advantage on the Green Bay defense. It should have on paper. The Green Bay offense had been cooking, and uh, you know the Gr- Niner offense I think was going to struggle against this against this Green Bay offense. I would have put my offense out there against Green Bay's defense on that first series and see if you could take the lead. I mean, I said it to everybody this week. I go, you know what? The Niners defense is going to start the game on the field. Why? Because if Green Bay wins the coin toss, they're going to take the ball. And if the Niners take the co- win the coin toss, they're going to defer to the second half. So, you know, I, he, Kyle loves, I, I think that to me, it's like in sports, you have to be able to win more than one way. And if you have some formula that you're only comfortable operating in, then all it takes is for somebody to come along and take you out of your formula and they're taking you out of your rhythm. Uh, so, I don't know. I think he's a little too wed to that whole game plan of, and it's all based on this like comfort. It's football. You don't know how many possessions there's going to be. You don't know how long the possessions are going to last. I think the 49ers only had three possessions total in the first half. Mm. So, you know, you don't know. And what if, what if, you know, you go three and out and the other, the opposition goes three and out a bunch of times, then maybe you have five or six possessions in the first half. So there's no guarantee you're going to get the ball at the end of the first half. And I guess, you know, I understand that that he likes to defer and he believes that if you score going in, that you can lap the opponent. I asked him about it this week. I said, would you ever consider doing it the other way? He said, no. And I said, well, can you explain it? Can you go into a little? And then then he explained that, hey, I like the idea of lapping my opponent. And I get it when it works out. But um, to me, it seems he seems a little too rigid in the way he goes about that, as opposed to there's no scenario where you would consider taking the ball, um, especially, you know, against a, I, I would have loved to seen the Niners 
um, they wound up actually being pretty close in time of possession, right? It wasn't the time of possession pretty close at the yeah, end of the game. It was but in the 30. first half, the time of possession was very one-sided in Green Bay's favor. Mm. I don't know. Well, at one point, both- it was 20, 20 plays to five at one point. Yeah, I mean the other thing, uh, the 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 other one was it Savage that almost had the pick six in the in the oh first quarter. Oh my god, that was oh, my god. He that we'll talk about it. I mean that might have been the luckiest play of the night. If you look, at the, was right in the bread basket and he freaking dropped it. If you look at the box score, it's pretty much symmetrical. Like the yards per attempt, the the yards on the ground, the yards in the air, the time of possession. The real difference maker, and you already said this, is the it's just the turnovers. If turnovers yeah. and special teams. If those went the other way, the Niners are going home losers tonight. That's I want to jump in on reality. that because I'm I'm big on kicking. I'm big on kicking, and the reason Dan's I, a former kicker. Oh, go ahead. I'm just kidding. I, the reason I want to kick is, you know, yeah, the other team gets the ball first, but my mentality is, hey, win the first half anyway. They're getting the ball first. Let's win the first half anyway, and then we're getting the ball after half. So. Uh, I'm with Shanahan. I'm firm on kicking is the best strategy. I'm, I'm with like, it too, but I think that LaFleur, if you're in LaFleur's situation, I, I do think it's the right thing to do because the only way they win is if they get up early and force the Niners to play from behind. Correct. So like, I, I, I D'Amico had the same thought. D'Amico <laughs> yep. won the toss and received, but hey, it didn't work out for, for either of those teams. That You know, night. I looked at I looked at it this way tonight with, with the uh, Niners – you know, watching the Baltimore game, they were a little little rusty in the first half. They had the same situation as the Niners, didn't need to play their guys in week 18, um, rested their guys. They came out, they were in a 10-10 ball game at half. In the second half, 31-10. to 10. What was the final, 31-10 or something like that? 34, um, wasn't it? I, I actually turned off the last minute or five minutes and had to go somewhere, but the um, – the Niners, I think, had the weather been good tonight, I think you would have seen a similar outcome. I think they would have started getting going in the second half. I really think the weather played a huge role. And with Kyle, uh, if he would have elected to uh, take the ball to start the game, I think they might have been a little off, you know, a little little behind, a little rust. And I mean, in hindsight, yeah. I mean, if we're going to go 2020 hindsight, you're right. I mean, not the way that you wouldn't want to have taken the ball the way this offense played. Uh, this offense, you know, but I, you know, it was, it, I'll say this the Niners escaped. They escaped, oh, and hopefully oh, they'll be better next week. Now, who are you guys picking tomorrow again in the Tampa Detroit game? Um, I, I kind of think it's a really interesting matchup because I know Todd Bowles is going to blitz the hell out of Jared Goff. And Goff this year had six picks against the Blitz. I think it was it was uh, second most in the NFL. But he also had thirteen touchdowns against the Blitz. So he you know he throws touchdowns and he throws picks um, against against the Blitz. And uh, you know Bowles is going to bring tons of blitzes on him tomorrow. But I, I I think the Lions. I like the Lions to route. I think the Lions are going to win win big tomorrow. Where are you guys at tomorrow on Lions Lions Bucks? Give me the plus six for sure. You're but taking I do the Bucks and the, the points, huh? Yeah, I think the Bucks and the points, but I think I mean I think the Lions win the game, but six is too much. That when they played that game, the first game, I believe the Lions were three and a half points favorites, and that was in Tampa. Um oh wait, well, oh, this game's in Detroit. Still, I don't know. I 
It was a 20, 20 to six Detroit over Tampa in week six. That that game was in Tampa. I still think though that I, I don't know Baker. If Baker gets the moxie going and the and I, you know he could totally take over the game if he gets the moxie going and Mike the Evans. Moxie's already in full effect. I know, I know. I I do see a world where maybe we see a little bit of a weird Jared Goff. But ultimately, uh, give me those kneecap biters. I will say this. I'm calling this right now. Um, it's a really unfortunate thing to call. But there will be – C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he is taking out tight ends left and right. He took out Hawkinson. Kirby Joseph? Kirby Joseph, Higby. too. Kirby Joseph and C.J. Gardner-Johnson are both hitting low. And Dan Campbell said, you know, look, that's what we're going to do. That's what we coach him to do. I'm worried a little bit about Kittle – over the middle, just taking one to the kneecap. Oh, really? That's interesting. Yeah. No, I didn't even think about that. By the way, Tampa's 30th in the NFL at defending the tight end, and they get Laporta. Uh, but, yeah, golf against Tampa Bay. Tampa Bay's the third highest blitz rate team in the league. Golf has six picks um, versus the blitz, second most in the NFL, but he's got 13 touchdowns against the blitz, third most. Uh, you know, I think the key matchup in that one is Godwin on Brian Branch, and I, I love Brian Branch. I, I just think Detroit's good at home, guys. Detroit's good. They're seven and two at yeah. home. I think last week Tampa was all that was about Philly. That wasn't about Tampa. Philly's I, ass, and, yeah. and and Philly's I, pass I, defense was terrible. So I, I think Detroit. I like Detroit to win win the game by seventeen points. I think they're going to win big. I just wish I would have put money on these playoffs. I'm eight zero, and I didn't put a bet on any of them. I saw that, Dan, and you. I saw you called Tampa before the Eagles game. I changed yeah. it, yeah, because I had Philly, and then I changed it. And uh, I picked Dallas last week on the show, but then I, later in the week, I, I decided I went with Green Bay when I at, on fr- last Friday night. And so – Well, who uh, do you got tomorrow? Uh, I, I, I got Detroit and Buffalo. There's no hedge in here, Dan. I will well, say I didn't I hedge. Do, I, I, just, hate that I just changed it. I, just I do hate that it. when I hear like cowherd or one something show, say one that show like I'll go here. The next yeah, yeah. Show, I'll go here. <laughs> go. I want to know what you told the people at the HOA meeting there at Del Boca Vista. Um, okay, Baller and Kev, who do you guys have tomorrow? I'd Lions, and I think you're right. Todd Bowles does love to blitz, but I think the Lions will have the answer to the blitz, and that will be Amon Ross St. Brown. Amon Ross oh. St. Brown's freaking awesome, and then also Jameer Gibbs. You know, hey. If, it's, if you're going to leave, throw a swing pass and get Jameer Gibbs one-on-one against a linebacker, mm. I like Gibbs' odds on making a guy miss, you know, with all those blitzers. So I'm going Lions by 10. Kev, who do you like tomorrow, Lions I'm or with Bucks? Rye on this. I'm I'm leaning Bucks just with the points. Uh, wow. Jared Goff was born with cinder blocks for feet, and I'll, <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll live with that. Um, but I do also, while I'm saying this, I also think there's a scenario where I look up in the first quarter and it's 21-0 Lions. So it's just a lean. Tampa's defense gives up 248.9 yards per game to opposing quarterbacks. That's 29th in the NFL. I'm taking so, Detroit, but I would love to see Tampa for the Niners next week. Who do you guys have in the other game? I'm, I'm going, I, you know, the only thing I can decide on that Kansas City-Buffalo game is I love the under. I think Kansas City's defense will slow down Buffalo. I think Buffalo's defense will slow down Kansas City. I don't know who's going to win that game, but that's going to be a low-scoring game. I, I like the under. And Larry, I got, I got a tip for you. Yeah. Take the second half under 
16 out of 18 games that Kansas City's played this year, the second half unders hit. Ooh, I like that. Wow. I like that. Uh, Mahomes, though, by the way, led the NFL with first downs off scrambles. So even if they can't get it done, I mean, he scrambles on third down and gets the first. And, you know, I, I'll tell you, I, I think Stephon Diggs is going to get shut down by Snead. I think Snead's going to shut down. Oh, Diggs. I could see a lot of complaining from Diggs on the sideline. You know, <laughs> just feels. You, you know the. Uh, I'm taking the Bills, but I secretly I, I'm thinking if the Niners can get in, I want to. I'd love to see him play Kansas City. I'd like that sh- shot at Denver. <laughs> Sounds like another edge. Uh, we got. I'm, we got I'm taking Buffalo. Taking Buffalo. Kev, we, we welcome Dan Bruce to the stream as well. Bruce. D Bruce. We, we've got we've got almost twenty five hundred people in the in the room right now. Um, oh, most of them are, most of them are participating in the live stream. No, no. Um, uh, I was going to say we have six in the live stream, but you know, the, we have 20, almost 2,500 people in the room right now. D Bruce, what would you think of the, of the, uh, of the game tonight? D well, all I can tell you is that victory formation was never, never looked better. I mean, right. I mean, it, it, it's the only time of the game that the Niners were in control of this football game during victory formation. And it's a really good thing that they were because they had just one thing to do, and that was win the game. The public opinion, the how you feel about it, the what you were worried about, it doesn't matter anymore. It's it's the Opinions need not apply to this portion of the season. It's win by any means necessary and after a bad night for all. I mean, really all the way around. Shanahan wasn't on it. Purdy wasn't on it. McCaffrey wasn't really on it. No one was really on it. Diamador Lenore might have been on. I was going to say oh, maybe D- Lenore. D- oh, yeah. Demo. And Juwan Jennings. Juwan Jennings. Yeah, Juwan yeah. Jennings was on it for a little. Greenlaw, bit. except for the fact that he couldn't get down. Yes. On Greenlaw. Get 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 down, please. I, I broke. Hey, by the way, I broke the rule, the only rule of the press box, which Here. is you're not supposed to yell at any kind. <laughs> at one point, I'm just like, get freaking down. I just could not. I could. I just couldn't believe he was carrying that ball the way he was carrying it. I'm like, dude, you made the play go down. I mean, oh, I couldn't I, believe that Eric Wilson was able to jump on that Nixon fumble. I mean, you'd think that that might have been uh, a warning to just go down sometimes. But look, the Niners got away with one, and they got away with it by the hair on their chinny chin chin, skin of their teeth, however you want to say it. They, they. They didn't deserve to win this game. I don't think that that's uh, an insult. They, they didn't Shanahan gagged in the second quarter. Oh, I couldn't believe the way that they played out that second half. Brutal. I couldn't believe the way LaFleur played the end of the game, not calling timeouts before that two-minute warning. Uh, there were coaching mistakes. There were execution mistakes on both sides of the ball. I thought the Niners were sloppy with penalties and Ambry Thomas might have well, you know, gotten his paycheck from the Packers tonight. He was so unhelpful at times, but they did it. And they're 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl. And that's all that matters. That's all that matters. I had somebody in my chat say, you know, you can tell me whatever you want, but they're not contenders now. I've seen enough. (laughs) They're 60 minutes away from a Super Bowl. You can't be contending really more than that. I'll tell you who's not contending. Every other team that's not in the playoffs, including the Packers and the Texans, they're the non-contenders. If you're still alive, you're contending. So it was 
It's a game where there's a billion things to pick apart, but there's also nothing to pick apart because it's over and the Niners won and nothing that happened this evening matters next weekend. Go beat whoever that is, win that ugly game. By the, oh, and if you were looking for the can they win an ugly game box to check, you can check the shit out of it tonight. <laughs> oh, I know. Tonight was ugly. I, I'll say this, though. I'm going to enjoy watching the replay immensely, but I did not enjoy watching that game at all. It was that game was like torture. You know, you know, Kipe used to say Giants baseball was torture a few years ago when they today today's 49er game was torture to watch. Yeah, I was at no point in the game did I feel loss. good. Yeah, I was mentally preparing for a loss. There, oh, of course. You know, and the yeah. third, fourth, and doesn't it kind of feel, at least for me, this is just the way my brain works. I feel like the Warriors absolutely collapsing right now. Just it's all over. I feel like they're like sacrificing at the altar for the 49ers to win a championship this year. I, I feel like that is what is going to happen. The, okay. the Warriors are dead. The It's the Niners time. You By the way, sports guys, I, I've got to apologize to Ambry Thomas because I probably said bad things or I thought bad things about Ambry Thomas uh, tonight. God, eh. Ambry Thomas on that that the the, the, P, the PI down the field. Oh my god. 41 yarder. Oh god. <laughs> I'm sitting there. I mean third and 15. I mean this game was this game was this game was freaking torture. I mean, I mean, people some of the people in the uh, chat here are just making me laugh. I wish the chat wasn't going so fast because it's literally it, it, there's so many great lines. How about here. Niners DBs falling over and allowing huge plays that happened? Oh, oh how about the cleat uh, debacle? I would have that. That would have been a great like what D block or something talk. What what cleat debacle? Oh, they were changing out cleats because you saw how many oh. Niners were slipping on their home yeah. field. They, they yeah, did Kyle a demanded that they out. chain out their cleats. Yeah. They said, yeah, they showed the sideline and they had probably 10, 15 pairs of cleats lined <laughs> out right next to the bench. I do feel I do feel somewhat vindicated for saying that Green Bay was uh, pretty good. There were, you know what? I the Pete. There were a lot of people out there this week that were like, the Niners are going to rout. They're going to win by four <laughs> touchdowns. They're going to, and it's like, dude, did you just did you not see Green Bay go into Dallas and just work the Cowboys? I mean, the Green Bay's good, man. Green, all those guys, Kraft, Musgrave, Jaden Reed, Dobbs. Those guys are all. Those guys can all play, man. Every one of those guys is going to be a good player in the NFL. Christian Watson, they got nothing. Gutekunst, their GM, is a stud, man. They've had two drafts back-to-back where they've drafted about 10 guys in each draft, and they're all hitting. And I'll I'll say this, Love, I don't know what the heck Love was doing at the end there, but, man, Jordan Love is going to be nice. He's He's everything we wanted Trey Lance to be, basically. (laughs) He's going to be really good. He's going to be really good. And and I'm, you know, I wonder how this game would have gone different if Jair Alexander had not had been healthy. I don't know if you saw him in the second half, but he ran off the field and grabbed that ankle. He was in a ton of he played but didn't practice all week. Um, you know, that's one of the best corners in the game. If he had been a hundred percent, Niners probably lose this game. Well, you got to factor in Debo didn't play basically, too. So yeah, that's there's true. A, there's a few. There's a few Niners. I don't think we talked about enough. Uh, that I thought had really good performances. Go ahead. Like yeah. for tonight. Jawan Jennings. He had five catches for the game. Four of them were first downs. It felt like all of those Jawan Jennings catches were just clutch. And then George Kittle. I thought he was awesome. He ran mm-hmm. right by Darnell Savage. 
for the yeah. touchdown. And the last guy I'll highlight is Nick Bosa. I thought he was the only guy on the D-line who showed up and at least pressured Jordan Love or shot the gap and stuffed Aaron Jones a couple times. So, you know, Jawan, Nick Bosa, George Kittle, those those are my big three standouts. And Andre Greenlaw. Can I spread a little bit of hate here? Yeah. Oh, look at at this. Look at the kid. The kid, he's in Cal Poly. He's got the red light going. He had a big date night the other night with his girl. All right, all right. Oh, look at that. (laughs) Now he's trying to spread some hate. All right, go ahead. Spread your wings. Spread your wings, producer. I've been kind of disappointed in, and I saw a number of plays where he just didn't make the play today, is Chase Young. Chase Young has had a number Mm. of missed tackles that feel like they're such key tackles to be made. And I know he grades out well in PFF. And I know that he has a certain amount of pressures, but it's like, dude, when is he going to get home? I haven't seen a solo sack from Chase Young in a big moment like yet this season. I don't know. I don't think Chase Young is getting that big deal with the Niners. No. I don't think, I don't no. think he is. Pazzi Mian says, Larry, quit hating on your kid just because he's better than you. Oh, look at that. <laughs> look at that. Pazzi Mian, if I, if I knew how to block you, I would. Um, all right. Um, we were going around the room picking the uh, picking the, the 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 games this weekend. Obviously, the Ravens looked like they were going to go down, maybe to the Texans at halftime, but instead, Ravens came back and won big. Niners escape, uh, so the number one seeds escape. Last year, the number one seeds both made it to the Super Bowl. Do you guys feel the same way? Do you still feel like the number one seeds are going to wind up in Vegas, or based on what you've seen, would you like to pick one of the other teams? Give me Kansas City still. Really? Oh, yeah. I just love Spags. Chris Jones is the most impactful defensive player in the playoffs every year. He is a monster. That's the one team I feel like Niners get there. That's the best matchup for them. I don't like the Niners. What's that? For the 49ers? The best matchup is Casey? For the Niners. I think the worst. I think Baltimore and, and if Buffalo gets there, look out. Yeah, because Buffalo will have won eight in a row if they get there. Buffalo's defense is kind of—they're so banged up. What do you guys think, Paul or Damon? What do you What do you guys think? Who Who would you right now? Are you going with the chalk Niners Ravens based on what you've seen, or would you go with somebody else? Well, look, based on what I've seen, the Ravens might look the part, but the Niners don't. Like the Niners need to go out and reprove themselves with a win in the NFC title game. I don't care who it's against, but you know it. I also honestly don't care if the Niners figure out a way to win the NFC title game by a half a point and then the Super Bowl by a quarter of a point. Like, it's just about win time. I don't care about style points anymore, and no one should. This is It doesn't matter what anyone's opinion was. It doesn't matter that they didn't do well in the, the quiz portion of the beauty pageant or the swimsuit portion. All that matters is wearing the crown at the end by any means necessary. I don't even... I don't, I don't even know. I mean, like, I think you can throw the seeds out at this point. Like, really, I, I do. I think if you're still alive, you can absolutely win the Super Bowl. Maybe I feel a little less about that. Should it be Tampa representing the NFC? I mean, I think if you're, if you're in the AFC, you're saying, let Tampa get there. The same way that if you were in the NFC, you were saying, hey, let the Texans shock the world. Let them get there. But that didn't happen. If we're um, standing in a casino right now in the lobby of a sports book, and I give you guys each a hundred bucks, and you can bet it on, you know, two two teams, one AFC team, one NFC team for the Super Bowl, who are you putting your money on? Chalk oh, Niners, Chiefs. 
Niners Chiefs. Yeah, Niners. you're getting some good juicy. I mean, they're plus three right now. I think that's you got to snatch that up right now. And then they're going to be underdogs versus Baltimore. So I, I think that's yeah, nice I, 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 I'm with Rye. I think I'd go Niners Chiefs. Kev, I'm gonna go Niners Bills. Or baller, I'm going Bills. Niners Bills. Yeah, I think whoever wins this game tomorrow between the Chiefs and Bills is going to go on and take out the Ravens. Uh, so that, those are my picks. Mark Andrews is going to be back next week too. I, I thought he, was, be, how's he, he wasn't be back today. Though. He didn't come back today. No, no. no. I, I thought the Ravens' cheeks looked pretty tight in that first half. Like, they probably should have been down more. Um, I'd feel better about Chiefs if the Chiefs could score some freaking points. Yeah, I yeah. Not really the same team. I, I think we just have to change how we view them. Like they are a defensive team that runs the hell out of the ball with Pacheco, and Mahomes is going to be able to make enough plays. Kev, Damon, who are you going with? Game manager, Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Yeah. Look, it, it's tough to, it's tough to not say Niners chiefs. I I think it could be Niners Ravens though. I mean, the Ravens did look like they had everything that it takes to be a nasty football team that goes to the Super Bowl, and they, you know, at home, boy, did they make a statement. I really thought that we might see, we might see, the game in Santa Clara mirror the game that we saw in Baltimore today, where you had a, a slow start for the home favorite and then an overwhelming statement in the second half. And I'd really did. I thought that the Niners might still have an overwhelming statement in the second half. And then Kyle Shanahan is just on his too cute horse, trying to run a play that is designed for Debo asking Juwan Jennings to get a carry. And I, I didn't understand that. I mean, I, I really thought that Shanahan stunk tonight. I, and Purdy, let's. I, I don't know if you guys said I kind of agree. I mean, I mean, I, I, yeah, I, I was very disappointed in Shanahan tonight. Yeah, I was. There not a lot of things that I thought needed to happen happened. Uh, that's why I say the Niners they they got away with murder and good on them for getting away with murder. I'm not the one who's investigating the crime scene. They got away with murder. That's great. And nothing that happened tonight will matter next weekend. Nothing. Not literally nothing. They're a good team that had a bad game. And they're lucky that they were still able to win that game because the other team played pretty well. What's kind of amazing though is you look at the some of the stats in this game. The Niners still out. They like they out offensed the Packers. Doesn't feel like they did. I know it's crazy box score. I, I'm looking at that too. I was like, is this right? Is this even is this is this possible that it's correct? Um, yeah. Kevin, how much who, of how much of uh, Kyle's uh, you know looking bad tonight had. I still think it had a lot to do with Debo going down. He had in the first drive two That's catches. That's all it takes. Two catches, twenty-four yards. I think he was a big part of the. I think he was going to get eight to ten receptions tonight. That's another I, element of the Kyle's bad night that I didn't like. It's like you got all these weapons, you got all this talent, and one guy goes down, and you don't know what to do now. Like yeah, I, I mean, Brandon, that's a house of cards. Yeah, I mean, Brandon, Brandon. Where was Brandon? Ayuk for, for three. Ayuk yeah, was game. a no-show until the fourth. Receiver all year. Yeah. Uh, I, and, and, and how much of that's on Kyle? How much of that's on Ayuk himself? You know, when Purdy was asked about what the, where the hell was Ayuk, he's like, you know, we don't, you know, it's not like that where, you know, we're going to have a certain amount of touches for Ayuk. Really? I mean, I, most teams you would think they do kind of figure out, well, we'd like to get our, you know, playmakers the ball a certain number of times. The way he answered that, it was very bizarre. It was like, so you just kind of randomly call plays and just see who's open. I mean, you're, there's no... Aren't, there's got to be a handful of plays where Ayuk's got to be your number one guy. I mean, guys, 
the guy was an all pro wide receiver for crying out loud. He's an all pro. How do you not scheme up touches for all pro receivers? Kev, who, who would you take? And especially when another player so critical to your offense goes down so early in the game, you just right. that would open up more of an avenue to hunt Ayuk. Um, it, it, crazy. I mean, if you would have told me that on the biggest drive of the year, Chris Connolly is going to be making the biggest <laughs> play of the year, I would have. I did not have that on my. Wait, how many significant tonight. passing plays were there in this game? The, it just was that? a how about the Ayuk catch, game? the catch diving catch. That was dope. Getting, well, getting the, the one, the one that he. Yeah, the low pass. That was. Yeah, Kev, who would you take, Kev? Who who? If I give you a hundred bucks, you're in a casino. You can take anybody. Who are you taking? In the AFC, I'll take Niners in the NFC. AFC, I'll roll with the Bills. They're they're getting hot just at the right time. I think I think they're going to win this game against the Chiefs. Then I think they'll probably be like one point dogs against against the Ravens. I really think it's going to be a close spread if the Bills win because they're going to be hot. And I like Josh Allen in these moments. I think it's I think it's this year, but I, I don't know. I just hope by a hair, just by a I hair. Hope, I hope he beats Mahomes. We're gonna I, go. We're gonna go speed round on the supers because I mean, when you, it's funny. I've never had quite this many people all in the chat at one time. You get close to three thousand people in the room. The supers start to pile up. So here we go, rapid fire. James Foster, who in the chat hated the Jennings rush attempt the most. There we go. I mean, how do you make a mistake like that? <laughs> that had to be a mistake. Uh, Cause said, we didn't win that game. We escaped it. It's yeah, a good exactly. way to say it. Jordan Matthews, can the real Nick Bosa please stand up? No PR. Uh, no PR. No pass rush. No pass rush. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the pass rush, I mean, Here's the thing. Pressures, pressures need to turn in the sacks in the postseason. Jordan Love was not sacked tonight. If you would have told me the Niners win when everything goes wrong, and they don't sack Jordan Love. I was like, how do they do that? I know. Even, Isn't even it Lamar amazing too that a guy times, over ten yeah. games didn't turn turn the ball over uh, one time in ten games and turned it over twice tonight? Mm-hmm. I mean, it just kind of shows the bounce of the ball. Uh, to big twenty five. Why does Shanahan keep putting Ambry Thomas on the field? He's been trash for years. First half clock management was awful before the half. Ambry Thomas is pretty good, but he had a bad night. Yeah, I mean it's and it's probably not Kyle putting him out there. It's it's Wilkes putting him out there. And Spencer also the time to experiment. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's the best you got. I mean, let's be honest. Uh, you know, Ambry's been good this year at times. But you, here's the thing, and I said it ten times if I said it once this week, and I've you know been on with almost all you guys, so you guys have all probably heard this before. But the five Niner DBs that are young have to play ball. If they're going to win the Super Bowl, and that when I say play ball, they got to play with some poise with the ball in the air, and they didn't today, and they somehow got to the next round. So it's amazing that they escaped. Um, Spencer Alsey, that throw to Jennings from Purdy was nuts. Oh my God, the one with like four guys in the middle of the field. I mean, that was another ball that easily could have been picked. I mean, Purdy, Purdy, I, you know, I love Purdy. That but much Purdy over was, the linebackers' fingertips. Purdy was bad. Purdy was bad tonight. Look at it this way: the uh, Amy Trask almost had a great night tonight. <laughs> yeah, almost. <laughs> I was thinking about her too. Um, stocks going up. Irrational says the sensationalism of Brock Purdy and Joe Montana narrative is ridiculous. We should compare Brock with Alex Smith and Jeff Garcia. Let's drop down a gear. Well, I don't think anybody's really saying he's Joe Montana, uh, but he does. Uh, Marty, that, that won't, Marty that won't quite get the clicks. Why? Yeah. Joe, why Brock Purdy is just like Alex Smith. Well, I'll say this. Um, <laughs> guys who played with Montana, like Brent Jones, have compared him to Montana. And who the hell are we to tell Brent 
that he's wrong, right? I understand what Brent sees. He sees a very competitive, smart guy who doesn't have the biggest arm. He's a little bit of an underrated athlete, an underrated mover. I, I understand the comparison. It's just, it's an awful lot to put on well, the kid. Well, remember, we only remember all of Joe's perfect moments. No one remembers the three interceptions before the catch. No right. One. The I Niners, did. the Niners, I believe I that brought day, it up tonight. <laughs> I think the Niners had six turnovers in that game. Yeah, look it up. Lot. I mean, couple, Danny, couple look up, fumbles. look up the 81 NFC title game. I think they had six turnovers. I have it. Gizmo yeah. Maltese says, I feel like the Ravens get better defensive play with lesser talent. It's not a championship defense. In my opinion, we need luck to win it all. Hey, if you need luck to win it all, you had some tonight. Bruce R says run the ball. Early weather report is sunny next Sunday. Had flashbacks of Packers beating Niners back in the day. Packers are coming. Like Larry said, yeah, there's no question. The Packers are going to be good in the next five years. Six turnovers, Larry. Six. Yeah, six turnovers in the NFC ch championship game in 1981. Six to three, and they won. How many Niner fans would get that if you threw that out as a poll, as a as a question? I'll give you a grand, and you tell me how many turnovers the Niners had in the 81 NFC championship game. I bet you most people would think it was a trick question and be like, none. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> it's totally. Yeah. Sam's POV says, I think as fans, uh, we have to be realistic. It's alarming that Purdy struggled against a seventh seed young team. The Ravens said the Niners aren't that good and all the wins aren't the same. It's I'm not nervous. the NCAA tournament. Forget about the seeds. It's not yeah. like you, it's not like you're playing Niagara. You know, I mean, right. Yeah. right, right. <laughs> this is this is not, uh, uh, you know, you know, Sam Houston State or something. Um Mr. 33 degrees. Thank God for Greenlaw. Two picks and Purdy in that last drive. The only reasons we won. Yeah. Those guys' lockers are right next to each other as well. I, I asked Greenlaw about Purdy, and he's, you know, he really believes in the guy. Um, two really, really good players, but man. Um, by the way, Greenlaw's like, yeah, I have Achilles pain, but there's nothing you could do to keep me off that field. I mean, he's just, he's all baller for sure. Strawberry reacts this all season. We needed to see a gritty win. And game-winning drive from Brock Purdy. This only happens if they don't execute on offense. We needed to see this win. You know, Nick Bosa said the same thing, guys. He said, we needed to win this way. And I think Fred Warner said the same thing. You know, and I, I kind of I kind of agree. The other question I, would, I wanted to ask you guys, I wrote it down. Does today's win and the way the Niners did it make you feel like they have a better chance to win the Super Bowl or a worse chance to win the Super Bowl? based on what you saw today. And I would say better because this was the game they were supposed to lose. And they're probably going to bounce back with a better performance. I, I, I think they escaped today. And when you escape some, you know, what are the, what are the odds are going to play like this next week? They're going to play better, right? right? They're bound to play better. And they have to have a little bit of that second lease on life sort of, you know, we're still here feeling. And yeah. hey, look, every single guy in that locker room, Knows they got away with one tonight. <laughs> they know that. They know that. And yep. uh, um, th there's no there's no reason to pretend that they didn't. You know, somebody saying there's no such thing as luck. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> luck is the reason why this team is still alive. They made their own luck along the way too. But this was this was a lucky night. And you 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 take all the luck the football gods will give you on the way to a Super Bowl. Yeah, you get almost three thousand people in the room. You keep telling me this is nothing, no such thing as luck. What, Ramon you, Gonzalez says, "I'm Kyle's biggest fan, but running the clock down at half almost cost us this game. He also needed to run CMC up the middle twenty five times against the twenty eighth ranked run D. 
Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, uh, it wasn't. A, I guess I'm it. the only one that she, differs on that. No, no, I agree with you, Dan. I think Shanahan's a complete control freak, and it's part of what makes me feel good about this win. I think it's good for, for the boys to just have this in the back of their mind because he's a control freak. That's why he loves that. They call it whatever, the mid, controlling the middle eight where you you score, control yeah. the, the time, and then you get it. He, I can't remember personally like a Shanahan big win or playoff win where they didn't have control of the game for the majority of the game or Until even at tonight. any point like tonight it never felt like they had control there was a couple points where you know they scored they went up and if they got a stop you know what they could start to kind of take control of the game but they never had control of the game yep. literally until Dre Greenlaw got that interception at the end totally I true. just think I think I just think sometimes uh game situations dictate what you do and with the weather being the way it was four minutes to go you're up seven to six if you go three and out or just or you get one first down and you're throwing the ball, the clock stopping, give the ball back to Green Bay. Green Bay goes down and scores. All of a sudden you're down, you know, they go for two and you're down 14-6 at half. Yeah, but I mean, 14, look at, I mean, look at this, Danny. They wasted 45 seconds. Yeah, but Green Bay never they got ran the out of time and asked their, their kicker, who was kind of sketchy with his confidence to kick a long field goal in the rain. That's not, you cannot convince me that with four Oh nine, when that drive started, Shanahan said in an ideal world, we're going to get our questionable no, I think kicker. They to were kick trying to score a TD. They just didn't attempt. execute. They, didn't they were execute. not trying to score a TD. Yes, they were. They were not. They, were. they, they would have taken it in a minute, 33 touchdowns. Running the ball with, you know, with, under but they didn't want to left. give the ball back to Green Bay. But you they can't serve zero. most multiple masters in that situation. You have to have clear, clear thinking. I just kind of felt like they, I think they yep. overthought it. They overthought yeah, but Larry, it. they knew if they didn't score there that they had this insane play to Juwan Jennings to start the half, and, <laughs> yeah. and that they, they would go up eight. Well, I mean, here's the other thing too: if if your defense is so badass. Then, then what are you worried about? What's the point of having all this weapon and finally a quarterback that you can trust if you don't trust them? And and it was so off tonight. You can't trust with with seventy yards to defend. I mean, it it didn't make an awful lot of sense. And what Kyle did was shrunk down his opportunities to take stabs and the breadth and depth of his own playbook because now he's up there clocking shit and he's throwing away touch uh, timeouts and it was. He got it wrong. I mean, I'm just straight up, Kyle. They got no points. Good. They got no points. Yeah, and they needed points. And who knows? We didn't know what was going to happen in the second half. For all we knew, Green Bay was going to come alive offensively. They scored almost fifty last week. What if they got run over by a Green Bay team that scored a bunch of points, and they would have needed those points? Heck, I was thinking in several moments in the fourth quarter. Heck, man, they really blew that end of the first half thing, and we're going to be talking about that if they wind up coming up short. By the way, Archer says, you guys are such prisoners of the moment. How many interceptions did Montana have in the catch game? Uh, Three, but yeah, shit on Purdy. Okay, I hear you. Black Pill Phil, Brock, CMC, and Greenlaw bailed out Kyle in the fourth. The the preparations and the in-game decisions were poor and should have cost us the game. Um, Yeah, no question. Um, Mr. Three Degrees, I truly believe Shanahan needs to run wet ball drills with Brock to get him accustomed to a slick ball, please. I know he's been asked that in the past. He's like, no. <laughs> do you, and like, hey, hey, Kyle, do you practice with a wet ball? No, 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 no. Well, I don't know. I, I, I you might like want to. What I didn't like was the whole, like, uh, I'm wearing a glove. No, I'm not wearing a glove. No, I'm going to wear a glove. I'm not wearing a glove. Like, you need to know that before the game starts. How about right. dropping back the pass while, during the play and, and, and drying his 
his hand on his on his trying to grab I mean, his towel. Uh, I'd say go to an adult store and pick up some, some lubrication. Get just slather those boys. Um, I've never seen Lester anybody Hayes do that before. Stick them. Titus Moeller says, "Did Montana play well in the '81 NFC title game? He did at the end. Found that guy Clark, Mister Three de- Thirty Three Degrees. Got to give it to Purdy. He scramble in the fourth was a great play. Reminded me a little bit of John Elway there. That was like I'm not going to get denied. I felt good about that. I mean, let's be honest too. Brock was bad tonight, but man, he blocked it out on that final drive, and he was damn good." And you know what? That's what it that's what it takes. I mean, everybody kept saying, when is this guy going to do this? When is he going to lead a comeback? When is he going to put the team on his back? On the final drive, he went six for seven. He completed 86% of his passes for 48 yards. He had that nice run. He got it done. Hey, I mean, come on. Thing, Larry, you're going to complain uh, when he does it. You gotta you gotta yeah. you gotta give it to him when he does, right? The other thing, Larry, about you know, we saw Brock play a really bad game in Cleveland. It was wet, it was raining. But he did the same thing. He did the same Final thing. Final drive. He got, got him in position to win the game. Yeah. And, and a lot of it's like, and he, I asked him about it in the post game. And he's like, yeah, you know, you got to block out the negative thoughts. And it's hard. It, I mean, it's easy to say it's hard to do. Scotty B says, Krug, relax. Brock let a comeback. He was clutched today when it counted. So, so was the head coach. Okay. I was, I was, Damon, you missed it. I was kind of crapping on, on Brock early. Uh, well, there was reason to. It yeah. was his worst, one of his worst games of the year. How about this? He hasn't played worse in a victory, that's for sure. Facts. And you know what? You know, I've been doing this for a long time. Damon's been doing this for a long time. Uh, you know, you guys have been doing this for a number of years now. Um, if you're going to be credible, then you have to say, you know, somebody's good when they're good, and you got to say somebody's bad when they're bad. And it can't be, you know, you can't have sacred cows and you can't be carrying anybody's water. And, you know, you don't have to, it's not like I enjoy saying that Brock was bad. I'm not like, it's not like a vendetta, but I'm not going to sit there. I don't care. I'm not as, I'm not as, you know, I, I'm not as his, you know, best buddy or roommate or brother or relative. I mean, come on, but I'm a fan of his and I'm going to yeah. tell you when he's good and I'm going to tell you when he's bad. And here's the thing, you know, the same people who are probably criticizing you, Larry, for saying, oh, no, he's good, he's bad, blah, 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 are the same people who are trying to dismiss you for saying, you know, this is a pretty good Packers team, and you better be right. on a red alert. I mean, that's what you and I talked about that all week. And, right. we're, you know, we had the, you guys, just stop it. You're overselling right. the Packers. Why are you so afraid? Maybe it's because we might know just a little something more than the average cat trying to do this. You know, just that's what happens when you're around the league for 20 years. You would think after picking Green Bay to 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 beat Dallas that people would have given me a little bit of a wide berth when I said, hey, you know what? This game is going to be really tough, and I'm scared shitless of this Green Bay team because they're coming. Because guess what? You're all driving home right now going, hmm, you know what? They are coming. And those all those good receivers they got and that quarterback, those guys are good. So just, you know, next time you go, hey, you're high, you're stupid, you're this, you're that, just remember, I spent a lot of time researching this shit. I mean, I, you know, I don't know everything, but I think I know something about something. The recovery 716 says, I remember when Montana had bad games, but he would still win. It's only Purdy's second year. They wanted to see Purdy win after being down. They got that. Yeah, no question. By the way, hello, um, John Dickinson. JD's in the house. What's up, JD? What's going on, fellas? This is a, wow, a seven-man box. It's a seven-man like a box. Fox halftime show where, you know, three guys get to talk for 20 seconds and they cut to commercial break. Yeah, yeah this awesome. is, you know, I mean. I'll shorten it up. 
the, Michael Irvin, what do you, who do you think is going to win, Michael Irvin? Uh, that no, show but, is so bad, by the way. I, I want, so give bad. me Detroit so and Buffalo. Back to you. This is the first seven box I've ever had, and it's exciting because there's a lot of talented people in this box. You wouldn't, want just to to... Against, you wouldn't want to run against this show right now. They got seven men in the box. Oh, yeah. Are you kidding me? You, yeah, seriously. <laughs> this, uh, you know, this is like it's the 86 Bears. This is the 85 Bears that. right here. You know, <laughs> there's Hampton. There's McMichael. There's the fridge. There's uh, uh, Wilbur Marshall. I'm Mama's boy Otis. Right there's now. Mike Singletary. <laughs> Flav's in the house. Is Kev spot on? Now, who knows? That was hours ago. He, who knows what you said? Probably a terrible so, take. Yeah. If you blow a 10 point lead and or play uh call like a scared little biatch and your team plays the same way, it's on you. Call to win instead of afraid to lose for once. And I won't criticize him. Um, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Uh, Mr. 33 degrees. I've been with ugly women and it was still fun. We had an ugly game and still won. Let's go, boys. <laughs> very, I'm, I'm very proud That's of that. The one. That's the point. Yep. I think that might have been one of my Sac State fraternity brothers right there. Uh, James Foster says, huge play from Brock on the long CMC touchdown run. Play clock ran down, but Brock directed traffic and got the play off. Low key, great play. No, I agree. That was an outstanding play. Uh, Jamie Allen says, you can't have as much talent as the 49ers and Kyle and Purdy not match and not catch the blame if we lose. When Kyle isn't in a rhythm, he struggles to adjust and to manage couple more here. Flav says, I don't think Kyle Shanahan has play called to win games since the Atlanta Super Bowl. His butthole puckers up an entire team plays scared to make a mistake because of it. Just remember when I'm when you're when you when you're writing these uh, super chats and I'm reading these in a press box. Uh, Digital <laughs> Drew, a uh, member for 11 months. Thank you, Digital Drew. He says not only did that last drive with the game, uh, win the game, it saved Brock's, per, it saved Purdy's legacy. Sure. Near impossible to come back from playing that bad in a playoff game. Woo, yeah. As Damon said, you know, um, you know, Amy Trask was was taking victory laps, and she was she was you know she was about to open that bottle of champagne, and then Brock said, "Wait, wait, 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 wait. I got one more drive here." I'm old. Greg says, "Damon, you're not scared. Chug a beer with me." Damon, did you do shots on your show tonight? I'll do a shot on your show tonight. What do you think of that? <laughs> Look at this. Wait a second. You can do a shot? Look at this. What are you shooting? Oh, oh. no cup. There's so no, not even a shot glass. You're just like, you're like, uh, like, Doing like watching a, this is my bottle. I can drink you're like right Uncle Jesse from the Dukes of Hazard over there. There you go. Boss Hog. <laughs> Boss Hog. Uh, and I'm old Greg wants to chug a beer with you. Flav says also the lack of tempo and urgency when down is effing annoying. Had five opportunities to push the tempo today. They were the rested team. He's one and thirty when down in the fourth, but act like they're always up twenty. Here's the thing, Flay. Right. That's a one great note tonight. Yeah, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. But I will say this: I would like to see some up tempo. And I asked Shanahan about it about five six weeks ago at one of the pressers. I'm like, you ever think about going up tempo? And he's like, we did it a lot when we when we first got here. And then it's like, well, why not now? It doesn't seem like if you have a guy like Brock who processes really well and you got five eligibles like like Shanahan does and you can dial up a dizzying array of formation variation and all kinds of play design, and why wouldn't you play fast and see if people can keep up with you? Why not? Even, even if it was just for two or three minutes in the middle of a regular season game just to get your team – able to do it when you need to do it at the end of the game 
I mean, they won a bunch of games by huge points this year. Why not go? Why not take five minutes against these games against the Cardinals and go up tempo and see what it looks like, see what it feels like, see, critique it, coach it. I don't know. I mean, that's. Uh, I'm old. Greg says, "Read it for Damon, Larry." Okay, there you go. Uh, I read I, what? I'm not really sure, but I just read that. Uh, Isaac Perez says, "Kyle with the Jennings sweep run. What the fuck was that?" Yeah, I don't. I think Kyle almost act almost seemed surprised by that in the post game when he talked about it. Did you guys see his comments in the post game? He's like, "Yeah, we ran one to Jennings." So I I got the feeling that like maybe Jennings because of the injury to Debo got thrown into a certain thing where he was the certain receiver and it was probably designed for Debo and Jennings is just there. Yeah. Right. Like everybody was surprised, but like it shouldn't have happened. Like almost the play got called and you didn't realize the personnel grouping on the field and the personnel grouping on the field meant that, well, this one's going to Jennings and almost as if the guys in the huddle are like, are we really doing this? I guess we're really doing this. And like, what's going like on? He's like, look at that. We're running Jennings. I'm old. Greg says, Kevin, tell Damon to chug a beer with me. We just did that. I just did a shot. I'm not doing another one. I think Kev jumped out. Um, Tony Nagatani, for the love of all things, holy trade. Ambry Thomas back to Adam Peters in D.C. Uh, I'm old. Greg says, Kevin, Kevin. Kevin's back. There's, Kevin's back. There he is. <laughs> um Shane Pennington Kruger has been saying Greenlaw was a big key to this playoff run and he got it done for us. Go Niners. Yeah. Greenlaw's big time. Patrick Hart drops in a dollar 99 just for the hell of it. Thank you. Travis Peliquin says, doesn't matter if you win by an inch or a mile winning is winning. Um, Jeff Taylor drops this one. Someone inform the chat. The 49ers won. Yeah, we were, there was a lot of bitching early for sure. Uh, crazy. It's more fun to bitch. Crazy boo boo chicken. Yo, bang, bang. Most electric atmosphere ever I've ever been to. Do you think we get rid of Moody? Because for a while I thought the miss killed us. Uh, what if Moody had missed that second kick, he probably would have been gone. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. Uh, Sean Ferris is over 30 from behind injuries. The, the crisis moment. They were our curses. We just witnessed an exorcism. Hurts to go through, but we are better for it. In in some ways, he's kind of right. Some ways, he's kind of right. Matthew Rowley says, "Sorry, starting late, but your Purdy takes missed the point. Brock did it when it mattered, just like Joe. Everyone forget that the drive came at the end of a horrible Montana game. I have nothing but faith in this kid now. I mean, I I hope that's what people take away from this. But as a lot as I think, there has to be a little bit more of an open, honest debate about." how he can get better with a wet football because he was bad with a wet football. James WF says $1.99. Thank you. Uh, Tony Nagatani, did Kyle say in the, th in the post-game presser that the run was to JG was a mistaken wristband number call? If that's true, get it together, Kyle. As I said to just said, I think it was probably just in there for Debo, and that's what happened. Matthew Rowley says no one's talking about this tonight for good reason, but we kept, we watched the start of history tonight, both for Brock and the Niners versus the Packers going to be a fun, intense next 10 years. Yeah. If, if I said to you guys, this is actually kind of think brings up an interesting one. If I said to you guys, forget just in the playoffs, who's in the playoffs. Now take the look at, take a look at the landscape of the NFC and everything you guys know about it. Who do you think if you had to say that pick, give me two teams that you think watch the heck out for these teams in the next five to six years. 
Is it as You're simple as sleepers? Well, no, I'm just saying, who's going to be at the top of the conference? Like, I, I would, I, if you ask me in training camp, and I, I talked to uh, JD about this many times this summer, that I thought that it was a Niners, Eagles, Eagles, Niners, like the future in the NFC was Eagles, Niners, Niners, Eagles. But man, one year, and suddenly Eagles look old and Sirianni look bad and their Eagles don't look the same. And now I don't think I would say that. To me, I would probably say watch out. I, to me, it's it's Niners, Detroit, um, Green Bay Green Packers. Bay. If Ben Johnson leaves, though, I don't know. Yeah, I, 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 I'm on Bay, record maybe, saying, saying maybe Packers, Rams if the Rams get their D going. Look out for the Bill Belichick Falcons. <laughs> yeah. Hey, here's here's a surprise. Damon will like this. I think the Bears are on the way up. Uh, no, they'll fuck that up. I, no, I think they're, not, I think they're a couple years away, but they I should think have fired the Damon coach. Knows, guys, Damon knows. I think they're. I think a couple years away, but I think they're they're in the right direction. Got to get Booberflus out of there. They James WF says Moody 52 yarder was the difference. Yes, he did bounce back. He was resilient. Holland Tracy, I think we need to roll with Beal. Young sucked. Um, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing Beal. Um, you know, Robert Beal's got a lot of talent. Titus Moeller, does Kyle really have not have contingency game plans? Baller, I think you're muted. Baller, you're, yeah, you're was, not my on. bad. I was I, I got frustrated seeing our defensive ends being wiped out by wide receivers all mm. game. Like the Niners DNs, it happened to Bosa once, Chase Young a couple times. It's like, man, pop these wide receivers, man. They couldn't set the edge. That's why Aaron Jones was crushing us tonight. Look at it this way. LaFleur has been able to sell his wide receivers on the concept of downfield blocking in a way that not even Mike McDaniel has been able to sell the Miami Dolphins. LaFleur really might be the best branch off the Shanahan coaching tree because that team's bought into every ounce of everything he sells them. Kyle says that LaFleur is a really good quarterback coach too, that he's great at coaching uh, technique and footwork and all the kinds of things that go into good quarterback play. And I think you can see it. I mean, look at the improvement of, of uh, Jordan day of, uh, of uh, Jordan, Jordan love. love. Yeah. Rocky Van Wagner, Purdy clutched up and won all that matters today. Yeah. Right. I mean, there's no question. I mean, it's, if we're a bottom line deal, I mean, here's the thing. There's so many people, Purdy played great at, at, you know, against Minnesota, but he threw interceptions late and people crushed him. Uh, Purdy played, you know, bad against Cleveland, but he came through late and, but Moody missed the kick. Purdy played terrible tonight. Maybe the worst game I've ever seen him play, but he, he did it in the moment that mattered. And, and it's like, what do you want? I mean, uh, you know, this it's is like, a learning curve. This is, I know it, 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 you're totally right. The man who's escaped the learning curve essentially for the first two seasons of his career is going through it a little bit right now. Um, but this is, you want to talk about teams to bet on in the future? It's, the Niners are one of them. What if Purdy continues to get better and better and better? And I do believe he's going to do that. This team can be very special for a long time. Bazzy me Niners tied for the most postseason wins at 37 with this one tonight, tied with green Bay and new England. Oh, yeah, but the I fact that, that Purdy is younger than Jordan love. Isn't that kind of weird to think about? I know. Uh, into quiet us. This was the Browns game, but they won. Good for Moody. I'm old. Greg says Shanty play calls were trash. We all know it. Yeah, it wasn't a great night for for, Kyle, for sure. Um, Mesru Mesru one. How? Hey Kev, how'd the date go? Good. <laughs> Look at Kev. Still dating. <laughs> there you go. 
Ken's going to keep the, the, the dating part quiet. Uh, words of wisdom. The wife and I are, are planning to go to Las Vegas. Who among you will, who among you will me and Chade from chat sports um, for a drinky drink? Let's go Niners. Um, We'll see. We'll, we'll see. see. There. We'll, we'll see. see there. If, I know Damon's going. If the, if the Niners go, we'll see you in Las Vegas. We'll make bad choices together. <laughs> I'm trying to make my way there. I'm trying. I'm trying. Um, JD, are you planning on going? I'm in. Yeah, if You're... the Niners are going, I, I'm in for sure. So, yeah, I'll, I'll come have a cocktail with uh, any and everybody that wants J- to do it. We should, we should do it. spends a lot of time on the road. Pick an AJ, event one night, and we'll do it. Pick it. Pick a spot, and I, I'm, I'm all over it with you guys. Are you sure? What if we I'm, say circus, circus? <laughs> hey, if y'all are going to be there, I'll give you 30 minutes. <laughs> Seriously, we can catch a disease from <laughs> just give, walking across the. Carpet. I'll give you 30 minutes and have a shot off a of Damon's bottle, and then go on with my night. I'd love to see John walk into Circus Circus and be like, "All right, you guys, bought you, you boys got a half an hour. That's uh, it. 30 minutes, one <laughs> shot. Starting. Leave the bottle." Line them up. Yeah, I think there's a mold convention staying at Circus Circus. Uh, AJ Lamb 88 says, any Niners fan was nervous in the fourth, good or bad. We knew it was not a game. We usually win, but the fact we pulled it out, who cares? We get to eat pig in a pickle and Greyhound uh, with a smile. I think Niners fans were nervous right at that coin toss. I was nervous, man. I really was nervous. Uh, Tony Nagatani, Drake Greenlaw stopped Seattle on the the third and one. Uh, on the one yard line um, in 2020 to go to the Super Bowl, Dre Greenlaw got two picks and won the won the game today. Will Dre Greenlaw go to Canton? I'll say this: Dre Greenlaw deserves to be a Pro Bowler. I mean, it's absurd that he's not. The guy's a bad A. He's a great guy too. I love talking yeah, to the guy. That was insane. If you think back to, I mean, he, the guy just makes big plays in big games. I mean, he's right. You've been in that locker room with me. Oh. I mean, you know, he, he's a great dude. Great dude. Great dude. Jim Molay, I've spent, I, I'm spent, boys. Have a great night. Now that my blood pressure is back to normal, it's time for bed. Fun week of sports talk coming up. Go Niners, go Krug Show. Molay out. It's my good sack state, buddy. Jim Molay. Frank Tom Ocean, great show, studs, and Larry. Uh-huh, LOL, joking, much love. Okay. Frank, you can't reuse that. You, had, you used that the other night. You got to come up with new material. I know all about that. OB1. I think Kyle Shanahan and Dre's situational football uh, and Dre's situational football could benefit uh, from med- from meditation. Why doesn't Kyle Shanahan start Brock Purdy with easy passes to calm him in big games, rollout, et cetera? That was the other thing I couldn't believe. Um, Brock looked like his footwork was so bad. It seemed like it was screaming for a rollout, and he just didn't roll him out. How many times did Brock in this game drop back to pass, get to get to his spot at the top of the drop, and then see the pocket squeezing around him, and his feet were like in cement? I thought that was the most – If when I go watch that game, I think that's the thing that's going to stand out is that normally his footwork to escape, he'll get out of there. In this game, it looked like he got to the top of his drop and he seemed frozen. You know, Larry, two of his biggest plays tonight when he moved out of the pocket was the touchdown to Kittle and the run at the end of the game to the six-yard line. Yeah. Oh, I love the run. I absolutely love the run. Matthew Rally. everyone thought it was going to be Eagles-Niners for a while, but the 49ers-Packers is the new 49ers-Cowboys. 
That's interesting. I, I kind of see that. Mr. Highlife says, with all of our weapons on offense, it seems like we put too much on Debo. No reason to fall apart and uh, scrape out with a win like tonight. Still love them. Yeah. Uh, I'm old Greg. I bleed Niners, but this is it. It's this year or or what? Or not or good. Never. <laughs> this I'll say this. This is probably, when you look at how fast things go by and how things end in the NFL, Kittle's getting up there. Uh, Trent Williams is getting up there. Um, you know, th- these all these young, talented teams are starting to sprout up. And this might be, you know, the Niners' best, last best chance with this group. I mean, I, I know Kyle's relatively young. Purdy's relatively young. If you keep drafting well, you know, but eventually you're going to have to pay Purdy big money. I mean, the Niners aren't going to have, you know, they've got to seize this opportunity and go to Vegas and finish the deal. I think that's the message. Matthew Rowley, stop paying so much for D-line. They disappeared tonight, just like most playoff games. Was Bose even out there? Oh, yeah, he was chasing Jones a lot. Um, I, I kind of agree there, too. I mean, you, the Niners have spent so much money on their D-line. I don't know that they're getting the bang for the buck. I really it's kind of like the offensive line. Like, when the, the Niners are trailing, the defense is just not the same. But when they're up and they can tee off, it, it's a completely different, you know, they look awesome. George Cribs is Hargrave play tonight. Didn't even hear his name called. I didn't either. And I, I was predicting all week. I was dead wrong. I was saying Hargrave was going to be a factor. Well, I didn't see I did, him be a factor. I did, did not have Sebastian Joseph Day getting first quarter <sighs> snaps. First That's another snaps. one that was shocking. I saw I'm like, 69, 69 out there. Yeah. That was crazy. Young Cobra A14. Our Young Cobra 14 says, Hargrave what an epic game from Greenlaw. I'm sorry, Hargrave was was without a statistic tonight. Yeah. Dude, you're paying that guy a shit ton. Yeah, I, I really and I I mean I'll just, you know, I'll I'll say when I'm right. I gotta say when I was wrong. I really thought he was gonna be a factor this week, and he was not. Uh what an epic game from Greenlaw, young Cobra. Yep. Uh words of wisdom says Circa Legacy Club. I got your drink, gentlemen. Oh, <laughs> he knows Circa. Look at him. <laughs> Is that, a, is that a spot in Vegas? Oh, so Circus, the place with Stadium Swim. That's it's 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 one of the greatest sports books you'll ever walk into in your life. Well, explain what do you mean? Instead of being a casino that has a sports book in it, Circa basically is a sports book that they built a casino around, and mm-hmm. they also have Stadium Swim, which is all the pools in front of the huge board, and you just get to watch everything. It's it's very very nice. Let me tell you. Uh, John Goulet, formerly of 95.7 The Game, is now the program director of VEASAN, which is the – it runs right out of the, the Circa Sportsbook. So we will get uh, we'll get some red carpet treatment should we go. Is it an outside pool, though? It's too cold, right? It is an outside pool. It depends, and there's usually so many hookers there, they'll warm you up. Yeah, you might need some gloves, Larry. Uh, Kev will explain what hookers are later. Rocky okay. Van Wagner says – Game went perfect for Green Bay. Uh, we'll kill them with Debo. Hopefully Debo returns. Um, uh, Micah Cervantes, the run D is concerning for our Super Bowl chances. Um, what did you guys think of the run D? Awful. Not good. Wasn't good. Horrendous. It wasn't good. Wasn't good. But, I mean, how much of that was just Jones is really good? Because he, he had some cutbacks that were ridiculous. Well, a lot of it was baller, what he said about the edges. I mean, the Niners just got I, – I can't remember the last time the 49ers got dominated on the edge and, and just inability to set the edge over and over and over and over and over. I mean, it was – they got 
I mean, that was not like the team that we know that was out there tonight uh, as far as the, the run defense. They well, got yeah, and what's scary is Detroit has two backs to pound. Yeah, oh, they can run it for Gibbs, sure. Too. And they're physical. And like that was the one big just real quick takeaway for me is if they end up playing Detroit, that matchup is more difficult based on what Green Bay was was able to do tonight in, in my mind. Like that, yeah, like I, I know I've kind of poo-pooed Detroit. I think they're going to win tomorrow. I'll be the first one to admit that I've kind of poo-pooed them, but they've, I, I think, could make the case that they've had things kind of break their way now to where they play a decent game tomorrow. They're coming out here, and and suddenly they have the potential to have the ability to hurt the Niners. Like their strengths can be the Niners' weaknesses, especially if the Niners can't, aren't going to stick to the run one and 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 can't throw at the level they need to. Cause the one thing the Lions, the Lions are shitty defensively, but they do stop the run. So if they can stop the run against the Niners and Purdy's all over the place, like he was tonight and Hutchinson's maybe wreaking havoc over McKivitts and, you know, then that game can get uh, a little weird and they'll stick to the run. They'll have a good offensive game plan. Well, their offensive line is stout. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I mean, three, three Pro Bowlers, a couple All Pros, right? They can look at a lot of the things Green Bay did tonight. I think with their personnel and and try to try to implement it. Uh, the best unit on play. the field tonight was the Packers' offensive line until Zach Tom went down. And it seemed like when he came out, the Niners had a little bit more success rushing Love in the in the fourth quarter. Titus they sent some pressure too. They they yeah they, yeah they did timely pressure from from Wilkes when he was up against it. No, that's a good point. Titus Morris's model for the 49er D-line rush. We almost got there. Oh, God, sounds terrible. Titus Moeller, what's your favorite Brock Purdy play of the game-winning drive? I like the run. I like the run, man. He was like disregard for his body. It's like he was out there like, hey, man, I want this. And I always like to see a quarterback that's willing to take a hit for the win, and he was. I also love the throw to um, Ayuk. That, that was probably the best play uh I love that you- on the drive. I mean, that was an amazing catch. The one to Conley too was good. Conley too. The throw to Conley. Yeah, the throw to Conley was great. But the the I guess I'm thinking the catch Ayuk that that was just like off the turf almost. I mean, that was yeah. Just, the Ayuk like, catch. Ayuk saved it. the game in some ways. Yeah, because it wasn't that third down. Yeah, that was third and long. They would have had yeah. to go for it. James JJ throws that in. Thank you, James JJ. Jason Ryback uh, says, Larry, where is Big Dom eating and watching Tampa tomorrow? He cursed the Eagles for life. <laughs> big Dom. Let's live Big Dom alone. He's probably in the back room at some deli playing cards in South Philly. James Foster says, Logan over Brown. How are we feeling on that? I was a little shocked by that, but I interviewed um, Logan on Thursday, and he kind of indicated that uh, that we may see some three uh, safety looks. But, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I like... I like Jair Brown's ability against the run. So I, I don't know about that. How did you guys feel about that? Going with the veteran over the kid? Hated it. I hated yeah. it. I was surprised by it. I I think, I, I don't know, it was almost as if the Niners played it too cautious. Almost as if, hey, you know, if we don't make any mistakes, then then we'll win the game rather than just going out and looking to play the you know, play the 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 guy that had maybe the the highest risk, highest reward, which which I think is Jair Brown. So I I don't know how truly healthy he was, but I would have played Jair Brown. I played Jair Brown next week. I mean, get him out there. I think he's has the potential to be the most Im- impactful player at the position. Shefty just you tweeted. tweeted or one sec, Shefty yeah. tweeted right, yeah. eight JD. seconds ago that uh, Debo is apparently okay. Whatever okay means. 
Nice. Nice. Yeah, told One members of the organization like... he was okay, is what Schefter says. That means he's going to go. They need him. Come on, guys. They need Debo if they're going to get this thing done. They do. One thing I didn't like about how we used the safeties was, did you guys notice how many times Tayshawn Gibson was lined up on a slot receiver? Yes. Like, that's a mismatch. And I know there was a P.I. that got hit on Gibson one time, but – he kept he was constantly lining up one on one with a receiver, and Gibson's too old for that. That was maybe sliding maybe more than anybody. It felt like he was just he had salami on the bottom of his cleats. He's just sliding everywhere. I know. I talk, I agree with that too, Damon. I thought his footwork out there. He looked very much like he was having a heart. Wasn't didn't he go down on the touchdown? Yeah. Didn't he fall down on the touchdown? Yep, yep. Yeah. I mean, that, that, see, that was what, the, when I saw the rain coming down, I thought, oh, you know what? That's the equalizer because any you don't know who's going to be able to keep their feet and who's going to go to the ground. And it, it creates a level of randomness to this whole thing that, you know, it, this was anybody's game. I mean, the Niners were so freaking lucky tonight to escape uh, the way they did. Dude, you um, had, you had uh, Mooney Ward fallen down on a huge gain for the Packers oh, tonight. Yes, and, and yes. Just, I mean, the, dude, I don't know who the equipment manager is, but he had a bad night. Everyone on the Niners pretty much had a bad night tonight. Uh, I didn't see the Packers, who are used to elements, slipping all over the field tonight. I didn't. The, the, no. It's the Niners. They don't. The, Levi's is built on an Indian burial ground. That place sucks. I, You know, if you really think about this game, it's amazing the Niners won. The Packers were so much sharper. They were so much sharper. They, they looked better. Their run game looked better. Everything that they did looked better. Love looked better than Purdy. Jones looked better than CMC. Their receivers looked better than ours. Their line looked better than ours. Their D-line seemed like it was more impactful than ours. I mean, it just they looked better. The one area where the Niners were better, clearly better, Warner and Greenlaw. Mm, Warner and Greenlaw were really good, and the Packers. Quay Walker got hurt. Uh, Devondre Campbell's old. Um, somebody make heads or tails of this one. James JJ can some eight women in room seven are attractive. What? That's I'm the not, Amy Trask. Uh, that's a reference I'm, to Amy Trask. Uh, I'm not aggressive with lab. Anybody? Aggressive oh, so it's like eight women are in a room. Seven of them are attractive. Oh, I got. I got you. I got comma. you. He's a comma. I got you. Yeah, and I don't know about. I don't know what about the second part. That part. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the second I, part. Yeah. It reminds me of when we used to drink Lucky Lager, and you had those caps. You have to sit there and, hey, what does this cap say? Uh, Robbie four three nine. How is Debo? How is Debo okay? Why did he leave then? Kind of soft. Well, um, come on, soft, uh, soft, come on, soft. Come that's on. a crazy accusation. That's a you're gonna call this injury. Pro, you you no. saw with these these guys been banging heads soft, since July. Man. Probably never played a down of football. Or Robbie, you're sitting there and you're freaking snuggy, and come you're on. calling Debo soft. Come on. I was a little um, surprised he didn't. I, I was kind of not like he's absolutely not soft, but I I was kind of expecting him to come back in the game. Debo has a little bit of um. He's got like a dusting of the Anthony Davis thing where like he does seem to get like terribly injured a lot and then he'll just come right back in. Um, Alfonso McIntosh drops this one. Looking at bigger picture, Baltimore had the same time off as us. Do you guys think we're ready for them? 
guys in purple. Um, Let's take care of just this. get there week. first. Yeah, yeah. Let's we take look. care of next week. Right. Yeah, Baltimore I mean, is not assured to be in the Super Bowl any more than the Niners are. Exactly. Yeah, Baltimore's got a tougher road, I think. Hey, you know Absolutely. when you talk about the uh, Packers, you know, outplaying them, it really, if you think about it, it came down to just a few key plays. You think about the fourth and one where the they didn't put any points on the board. The Packers, the Niners stopped them. The interception, the first one of Love, where he threw it behind the guy and it tipped, and Greenlaw picked it off. They got three points there, and then um, so those those two plays. That's a turnaround of six points right there. Yeah, I mean, you know, um, I mean, Look, the entire game, the entire game. We all watch the end, and you think the things that happened at the end are more important than things that happened earlier in the game. This game was won, but for one thing, three early red zone trips and only six points for the Packers. If the Packers put a stranglehold on this game with multiple touchdowns early, the Niners are donezo. Done. Yeah, it's it's maybe not Dallas, but it's but it's close to that. Honestly, I mean, it 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 really would have felt that way in terms of the domination. A lot of windows talk. And Tony Nagatani says, who is the Niners DC next year? Wilkes needs to go. Really? Wilkes needs to go? Is you think Wilkes is going to get a job? No. I don't think he's going to get I think he's going to be a token interview. Yep. I think a popular token, token interview who doesn't yep. get hired. Correct. Correct. I, I think that um, you know, you talk about the rain and being the equalizer. That interception, the first one from Love was totally the rain. The ball slipped obviously out of his hand because he threw it terrible. It was just a short little throw, and he it was off target. And that was, you know, a huge part tonight. When you when you saw that rain, I I was feeling the same it thing. Felt, I thought it felt like the heavens had opened and like uh, you know it started dumping, and it was like oh wow. Right after the Niners it. scored, didn't it open up yeah. more? Yep, it worked out great. Yes, it did. It was like the twelfth man. It it, it was. It, it, I mean, yeah. it was. It was just coming down. It reminded me of the the game seven of Scudero. the yeah the NLCS when the yeah. Giants were pounding the Cardinals. Scudero looking up in the rain, yeah. coming back from three one, and it's yeah it was just pouring down rain. I got a question for you guys. What how you how would you grade out the fans tonight? You know, I look at some of these other venues, and it just seems like the place is going nuts. Now, granted, I you know truth be told. I'm sitting in the eighth floor of the press box. The press box glass is like, you know, the glass probably between like, you know, at, at prisons, you know, it's like, it's like, you know, six inches thick of, you know, glass. I mean, you can't hear anything through that glass. So maybe the place was going crazy, but I thought green Bay kind of took the crowd out of it in the first half. And it seemed very, very quiet. And obviously they went crazy at the end, but um, I think the stadium got tight. Yeah. I didn't think the fans were bad, but the Niners didn't give the fans an awful lot to root for, and the place got tight. Niner fans were immediately worried. I mean, immediately. The way the Packers went down, and even though the Niners held them to a field goal, the way that they went down immediately, I mean, the Niners were getting gashed in the running game. They were committing penalties. Uh, yeah, Traveris Ward had the big PBU in the end zone, but but immediately going down, I think there were enough Niner fans that were already a little worried about what Dallas, what they had done to Dallas and they thought, oh, shit, like right away. And then the Niners come out, and they get the ball, and they punt immediately. And Brock nearly throws a pick. 
and Debo Samuel's injured. And so I think immediately Niner fans were like, oh, shit. And the game never – it never – they ended up winning, but there was never really truly a point in the game where it felt like the fans believed the Niners were going to win the game until Dre Greenlaw picked up that second interception. And he was dead silent at the end of the ball. The the Niners were only in control of the game when they hit victory formation. Yeah. Only time they were in control of that game. Yeah. They went up 14, 13. That was the other time, you know, Kittle broke off the big one. McCaffrey took it to the house and, and then immediately the long kickoff return. So the Niners are up 14, 13. You're thinking, all right, maybe they get a stop here. They go score again. They go up eight or something like that. But immediately long kickoff return. The Packers answered in a blink. They get the two-point conversion. And then, you know, the Niners had to punt after that. So even then, like, that was really when it was like, oh, these guys might be – like, they were a play away. The Niners were a play away from being done, it felt like, all night long. Were you thinking about that 21 game where the the Niners kind of won that freak game with the block punt, like like the reverse of fortunes? Did you, did you feel like the, it was yeah. the higher seed? You know, the-, the other one, you know, the other one I was thinking about all night was Aaron Rodgers. Like Brett Favre dominated the Niners, right? Brett Favre won what four out of five games. Rodgers, the Niners dominate. Rodgers. I I kept thinking all week, and independent of anything, like shit, maybe Jordan Love's going to own the Niners in a way that Aaron Rodgers didn't, but Brett Favre did. Like just the change of. For whatever it was, the Niners had something on Rodgers. He could be the MVP of the league. He could be a guy that looked borderline washed. Didn't matter. Rodgers, for the most part, even when he played well, he didn't play exceptionally well against the Niners. And they would win every time in those big games against Like, every time the Niners were good, they would beat Rodgers. And every time they sucked, he would beat them. And it just, there was something that I kept thinking about all week, like, shit what if Jordan Love does have a little something on him like what if what if he's just a bad matchup for him and you know the 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 cosmic universe changes a little bit and I thought I was thinking about I was thinking about that Dan a little bit during the game I'm old Greg says I speak for all Niners fans Debo needed to suck it up it's win or go home you know I don't know about that um we're talking about injuries here Dundada Love was not good missed seven open receivers uh and it says rain um you know i thought he was pretty good at times by victor one can we place anyone at abry at ambry thomas's position that's the thing you run out of corners i mean you're running out of corners you they they made a womack ineligible or inactive you could put him up up next week if you want titus moeller could the niners win the next two games without debo i would probably say no but you never know um by Victor one says I was screaming when the Niners were on defense and telling everyone to stand up. I lost my voice from yelling so much. Good job by, uh, by Victor, uh, Robbie L or Bobby L says Kyle is now one and 30 after being behind in the fourth bang, bang. And James JJ said, if they had a green law on their defense, we would have lost. They didn't capitalize, uh, two interceptions. Okay, guys, let's go with this. We'll, we're, we're an hour and 50 minutes into this and we're going to end it. Um, but let's go around the room with a uh, player of the game. It's our, it wasn't our New York style Italian sausage player of the game, but we're switching it now to our Marin Autoglass player of the game. MarinAutoglass.com, 415-883-3030. When you need a new windshield and you're sitting there going, man, my windshield's cracked, it's broken, MarinAutoglass.com or give them a call, 415-883-3030. All right, let's go around the room. Kev, we'll start with you and then we'll go to JD and we'll go that way. 
counterclockwise, who is your player of the game? I mean, if I'm going first, I got the easy one. I'm going Dre Greenlaw. That was the that was the whole game there. The two interceptions was the difference between the Niners and the Packers today. Them getting the ball and the Packers not having the ball was really all it was. And Dre Greenlaw also, besides just the picks, just set a tone out there hitting the guys. And uh, great game for him. And uh, yeah, I'll go. I'll go chalk on this one. Go ahead, Damon. Would or um, uh, who JD? You're next. Who yeah. do you like? Who's your? I mean, who's your, I, who's your player of the game? I think it has to be Greenlaw, but I'll go a different direction just to throw another name out there. I I thought McCaffrey when he actually got his hand on the rock tonight had a nice game. Couple of touchdowns, the 39 yarder, 17 carries for 98. So he still averaged 5.8 a tote. Uh, in this one and you know he caught seven passes as well now the passes were relatively short gains and he had to really fight for yards but uh yeah I feel like tonight should almost be a unanimous uh Dre Greenlaw but uh I'll I'll give a nod to, to Christian McCaffrey who who again when the Niners could get him the ball I think was highly effective I think there are only other two other possible options because McCaffrey and Greenlaw are one B. The Greenlaw definitely it's his party. Uh, McCaffrey after that he had the two touchdowns. Diamador Lenore was out there setting yes, the early on call. in this game, and I thought that Diamador Lenore was the player in the secondary that had the best game, and it was a rough night for the secondary. Juwan Jennings gets my other vote, but it, it Diamador Lenore in a it, to, to make a conversation that is clearly won by Dre Greenlaw easily. That's a good call. Diamador Lenore, guys. He was really good. He really was good. I mean, you know, I mean, I I can't say enough good things about that kid. He's just back to better. back back to back plays where he like just absolutely mauled love like right before. The out of yeah. bounds, and, and then, then, then he loves to hit. hit he loves them. to hit, and you know, you know, you know what I can't stand is the people seem like they were calling on the Packers sideline for a penalty. He pushed him. When now we are we inbounds? Yeah. You 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 can't two hands shiver in a in a football. What I see I see more contact at my fourteen year old's flag football game than that. That shouldn't I mean, have been offsetting penalties, in my opinion, either, because there was several Packers that were instigating, pushing several of the, you know, coming at yeah. Lenore and others. Yeah. And then, you know, somebody uh, headbutted uh, somebody and they didn't even, you know, I think he oh, got you know, the flag. Was bogus, he, was, he did it was Trent Williams. The Trent Williams got called and the guy yes. the guy flopped. Oh, that was one, Vladi, yeah. I felt like Vladi Divots busted into this yeah, game. Jeez. Also, uh, that was for you, JD. That was for you. I, I busted that one out for you, JD. Uh, flopper Hall of Fame. Uh, Baller, who's your who's your uh, Marin Autoglass player of the game? I'm going all in on Juwan Jennings. Ah. Niners do not win Took that my game guy. without Juwan's effort. You good know, pick. Good four, pick. Good pick. Four out of his five catches went for first downs. He's just so tenacious. He blocked a dude about five or ten yards out of bounds. Just shoved him into the Gatorade. Juwan Jennings, he was awesome. Danny, what do you got? Oh, everybody. By the way, been- uh throws in uh, a super for a buck, and Brad Brown says Warner was garbage. Uh, we'll pass that on to him. And Crazy Boo Boo Chicken says it was supper. Super funny seeing Aziz on the sideline. Oh, I didn't see that. Was was Al Shair? He's a free agent, you know. Ooh, he's a free agent. 
I love Aziz. He's the he's the man. Well, go ahead, Danny. Uh, on a night when not too many played well, and and four of them have already been picked, I I don't have much to choose from. So, it uh, go with Tyler Rogers. Uh, <laughs> more pepper. Uh, I think I'll um, go with Alyssa Natkin. There we go. There we go. I think I'm going to go with uh, just because he's been under a lot of pressure and he came through with a big 52 yard field goal. His extra points were even the last one uh, that was key to make it a three point game. I was like, come on, you got to make this. I'm going to go with Jake Moody, despite the block kick that was a little low um, with the weather, the distance he had to, you know, wasn't carrying the ball tonight. It was dead. You kind of noticed even his 52 yarder barely went over the crossbar. So I like what Jake did tonight. Coming back after week 18, everybody was down on him. Jake Moody. Rye, what do you got? All right, I'm going to go with George Kittle. He did have that drop, but it just every time he got the ball in his hands, like obviously he had the great touchdown, but every time he got the ball in his hands, it just it felt like he was – I was looking for this team. It's like this is a veteran freaking team. They've been through the battles. They've been to conference championship games, Super Bowls. And I was just waiting for like someone to really step up. And it seemed like every time Kittle got the ball in his hands, he was making huge plays and they came at a huge time. I also wanted to say, um, I know Greenlaw was already taken, but just another reflection that we haven't talked about. How about when he stood up Jordan Love on that QB sneak? That was massive where they came away with no points. Absolute game on the line. That was absolutely sweet. Um, so yeah, I'll go George Kittle, and I just had to highlight that play because hey, I'm gonna look, since you guys have taken all Larry. the you've taken all the good ones, but I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm gonna do a you know as I I dig deep to get to the bottom to stay on top. Um, that's a less Nessman for you WKRP fans. Um, okay, so I'm going with one that's a little off the beaten path, um, but. You know what? There's there's so many jobs in football that are thankless. And one of the jobs in football that is really thankless is the guy who is your deep speed. Why? Because that guy's got to run off the coverage. And if you don't buy, first of all, he's got to run more than anybody because he's running deep routes. And he never gets the ball. He's got to clear out the coverage and he's got to sell it. So he's got to he's got to run not just the most routes and the deepest routes and the most yardage, but you have to and you're never getting the ball, and then you also have to run it with conviction or it's not believable, and and then you know Chris Conley is my guy, you oh, know this yeah. guy this guy you know had to run the deep route. Danny Gray you know was soft or whatever you want to say hurt whatever you want to say about Danny Gray couldn't get on the field. And Chris Conley is their deep speed now. And he's a burner. He's a veteran. He's been around. And you know what, man? He run. and Kittle talked about it uh, in the postgame. He's like, man, he runs those deep routes with conviction and makes people honor them. And he creates space underneath. It's a very selfless role. And then think about it. You never get the ball, never get the ball, never get the ball. It's the biggest freaking game of the year. Your team season's on the line, and here comes the ball coming at you for a 17-yard gain, and he plucked it out of the sky and made the catch. He was targeted one time tonight. He caught that ball for 17 yards, and it's a thankless position. It's a thankless duty, and 
man, it's, it, I'll say this too. It, this is a hard sport if you don't get reps and to not get any reps at all. And then all of a sudden here comes in a big situation. Here's the balls coming your way and you sure as F better freaking catch it. And he did. So I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm just going to, you know, Chris Conley, if you're watching the Krug show, a little shout out for, you know, you brother, I appreciate, I appreciate what you do. And I appreciate that. And shout out, shout out him for holding it down for uh, a dying breed. The uh, wide receiver wearing a number in the eighties. Yeah, I just don't see it anymore. Old school. I like that. Um, Before I promote all your guys channels and tell you about tomorrow's uh, wake up show. I'm old. Greg says, F bat Brad Brown. Warner is the guy who's Brad Brown. Was that what somebody in the chat said that? that oh, uh, the Leroy, Leroy Brown or what? No, because uh-huh. I think Brad Brown in the chat probably ripped Warner to oh. freshness. 2006 is Purdy was 0 three in the regular season without Debo. That's interesting. Uh, I'm old. Greg drops this one in. Also love you, Brad Brown. We won. Um, okay. So, oh, and go for broke. Go for broke. We're not going to be able to get out of here. Goat for broke. He says, to think that the last time the 49ers lost a divisional playoff game was the 2002 season. Yeah, it's been a while. It's been a while. 49ers last playoff home loss. Do you guys remember that? I do. It's a Kyle Williams game. Yes, it was. Uh, Kyle Williams game. It was Alex Smith 0 for 13, I believe, or 1 for 14 or something like that on third down conversions. New York Giants NFC Championship game at the stick. 12 years ago, Monday. Yep. Oh, by the way, my buddy Chris Townsend sent me a note today that I thought was really interesting. I wanted to share with you guys. Do you know that today or yesterday, yesterday was the anniversary of the 84 Super Bowl. So that think about how football's changed. We're not, we're in the, we're not even at the division round yesterday. And it, the Super Bowl was played in 1984 on that date. It shows how the that the season has grown, and it's now moved from January, mid January to mid February. Yeah, by the end, and Monday is the anniversary of the the Joe Montana to John Taylor Super Bowl. Crazy uh, on the twenty second, right. dude. They're gonna Our, have more game. The Super Bowl and the Final Four are gonna be on the same weekend. One year, you watch. <laughs> Seriously, NBA Finals at uh, the uh, trade and baseball trade deadline. Um, all right. Um, all these guys are fantastic. Damon and I will be appearing tomorrow. We're not going at 8 a.m. We're going at 9 a.m. Uh, because, uh, and God, could you imagine how brutal that turnaround would have been if they had lost? Oh, my God. Uh, but anyway, 9 a.m. tomorrow on both of our channels, wake up, um, and we'll talk Niners, and we'll rehash this game, and hopefully and all of you guys can join us there. And I'll duck out after this so everyone can get their goodbyes. But at 8 a.m. on Monday, we'll be back at it to start previewing what the NFC title game will be. And we will know it by 8 a.m. on Monday. But 9 a.m. wake up Sunday. 9 a.m. Sunday, 8 a.m. Monday. And everybody join Damon's channel. There's 2,500 people in the room right now. Damon, tell people the name of your channel if they don't already know. I'm sure many of them already do. But uh, promote your channel and, and tell people where they can find it. And how and what you produce on it. You can you can find me on YouTube. <laughs> there you go. Damon and, uh, Bruce Plus, basically. Yeah, Damon Bruce Plus is where you can find it all. And uh thank you so much. It's been an incredible year. It isn't over. The Packers were better in the Niners tonight. The Niners are lucky to be moving on. And a little luck this time of the year ain't a bad thing at all. Uh it's 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 good to win in the postseason, no matter how it happens. So we'll talk to everyone at 9 a.m. Great to see you guys all the way around. Cheers.
Have a great Damon night. Bruce. See you, Damon. Great Damon Bruce. Um, JD, you're going to be appearing on the Sports Leader. When do you next appear? Yeah, to, uh, actually, no, not tomorrow, because tomorrow's Sunday. Uh, it's going to be Monday. This you get a day like, off? What the heck? This, this felt like a Sunday. I, I no do, days off. I do oh. have a day off. I'm, I'm going to enjoy some football tomorrow, man. Like nice. on the couch with a couple of brews, and yeah, I can't wait. It's going to be a couple of really good games, especially the the late game, the AFC game, the Chiefs and the and the Bills. Uh, but no, I'm going to be on uh, KMBR on Monday with Papa and Lund uh, at some point to, to be probably around one o'clock uh, with them. And then our, our dubs OT coverage for those that are looking for some Warriors coverage uh, when the Warriors do resume uh, on Wednesday, likely uh, they'll be back in action against the Hawks. You can uh, check me out on the, the KMBR YouTube page there. Uh, f- immediately following every Warriors game is, is when we go live, both on the radio and uh, and on YouTube and, and Twitch and and all of that. But uh, I'm going to be down at practice all week awesome. now that there still are practices to to be had. So uh, yeah, look for uh, look for me there Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. We'll see you then. You're the man, brother. Heard you early, earlier today doing the uh, pregame uh, with uh, with Marcus. You guys were sounding great. Yeah, I look great for that night. next week. Also, uh, you know, time to be determined. But that that's a three forty kick. So at some point next Sunday as well. Sounds good. We're gonna walk out together, JD. We'll we'll see you in a few minutes. Appreciate you. Thanks, All everybody. Right, there you go. You did, great, JD. John Dickinson. He's a great follow on Twitter. Baller, uh, Bay Area Baller eighteen. Great channel. Baller has been with us all season long with me and Kev and Danny and Rye. Uh, Baller, tell people about your channel and what you got cooking next. That's right. Hey, Bay Area Baller 18 is where you can find me. I love all you guys to subscribe. We're almost to 2,000 subscribers, so come on over. Hey, this game, it wasn't pretty, but you know what? Games like this build callus, right? Pressure makes diamonds. They needed a game like this. This team is even more battle-tested. I've been saying all year, I feel like this is the year this Niners team is going to win a Super Bowl. And to get to get there, you probably had to win a game like this. So, love to see it. Uh, I'm glad, you know, the season is still alive and I still get to talk to you fellas next week. I'll be live Monday night with uh, three of my buddies, the Straight Out of the Bay crew, 8 p.m. You know, we'll be there. Hopefully you guys can join us. Bay Area Baller 18 puts out great content. Baller, have a great night, brother. Thanks, guys. See you, Thank you. Danny, um, the great Dan Cochamilia will put his channel up top there. It's NorCal Sports Network, so you can see it. Uh, Danny talks a lot of baseball and talks a lot of Niners and, and Warriors and all Bay Area sports. Danny, when do you go next? And, and tell people uh, when what they can look for this week on your channel. Yeah, we'll go Monday night again, 830 um pacific time and uh we'll be you know you guys talking a lot of hummel oh yeah cooper hummel yeah love that pick love love that pickup cooper hummel yeah i've been trying to take down farhan the last couple days i hope you can appreciate my work yeah i i do appreciate the support yeah i i I know that uh uh no i'm not i'm good i'll pass on dan's channel yeah cad v20 he's a farhan homer he's been ripping me all night in your chat because uh He's one of the Farhanians who loves the Giants finishing in fourth place. Well, it's probably so, not not a fan of Farhan. It's probably Farhan's burner. It might be Farhan's burner. Yeah, he hasn't said one good thing tonight about football. I don't think he knows a lot about sports. He's just, <laughs> you know, do, doesn't know the game, but uh, whatever. He's in yeah, here. We love you, Danny. What do you got? When are you going live next? Monday night, uh, 830. Night. Yeah. 
Danny, have a great night, man. Yeah, we'll have you on some one day next week when the Giants pick up uh, Johnny Smith or something from the uh, Blue Jays AAA club. You know, I just booked Devin Sweet to come on my show. Um, oh, okay. But I realized that he's now been DFA'd. So I have to probably cancel that. that Darn. One. It's amazing. Okay. Devin Sweet, we barely knew you. We barely yeah, knew you. Yeah. You know, you came and you went. Uh, and then look at that. And then Danny was gone. Right. Whoa. Now we're now we're full Whoa. full screen mode. This is a little too. Yeah. Oh, there we go. Hey, hey, Kev's playing games. Right. Tell people about uh, West Coast Bias. I know you're a good follow on, on Twitter, West Coast Smitty on uh, Twitter or on X, if you want to call it that. Uh, Rye, when when do you uh, when do you go live next? How's the channel coming? Uh, I've you know we're gonna be talking mostly pro Farhan stuff over on West Coast Bias. So um, <laughs> yeah, I'm glad to uh, gain a follower uh, if that's what you're interested. In. No, uh, I'll be going live after Bills Chiefs, just talking a little bit about the the playoff picture, the Final Four, and then uh, I think I'm gonna go live after the next Warriors game, whenever the hell that is, and just talk a little bit about. You know, we got to start easing into the Warriors, and it's it's not looking good. It's, are the it's, Warriors going to make a trade? Are the Warriors going to make the playoffs? Oh God, no! Oh, God. Yeah, I might become a Sacramento Kings guy. I don't know. It's I'm I'm undecided, but yeah, I'll I'll have some content coming out. Um, been slacking a bit, but yeah, I'd appreciate a follow. Should be fun, just goofing around and talking sports. Hey, man, we always love you in here. Uh, we love your perspective, and uh, great to talk to you again, and have a great 2024. We'll talk to you next Sunday, maybe? Oh, absolutely. Yeah, love Sounds you guys. The Great Rye. Appreciate you. And RG Teamster, Shannon Sharp already discrediting Purdy, shaking my head. Oh, my God. Kev, this was quite the chat tonight. This was quite the uh, post-game live stream, probably the biggest one we've ever had. Yeah, everyone right now is saying that I'm texting someone. I'm I'm trying to put out uh the shorts from all the presser questions Kev's always hustling i've been grinding those for the last hour so i'm not we had 90 super chats 90 oh it's a, a lot of chats man yeah it's man a long chats. night long night um but dude good win good yeah. win it's a ugly game but a good win right come on that's that's probably the best way you could say it the only thing i will say is that yeah. this entire week the narrative is going to be how much did the ugly win matter? Did the ugly win show that they're not capable of winning against a good team? All I'll say is that if you came into this week saying that the Niners were going to beat the Packers 50 to zero, but then now you're going to say, Hey, don't, don't talk bad about Purdy in this game. Cause he, he didn't have a bad game. They won the game. It's like, dude, did you think they're going to win by 50 or did you think the Packers were a legit contender? And I think, I think that's the thing that you got to debate. Do the Niners play bad and against a bad team, or do they play okay against a good team? And I think it's more of they played okay today against a good team. All right, kid, love you. Uh, have a great night, and um, we will. Uh, we got a lot going on tomorrow. We're going to watch some football, but we'll do some videos. We'll do some videos after each game and kind of, um, you know, kind of the latest on Debo, the latest in Ninerland, recaps on both playoff games. We'll be putting out a lot of videos in the next 24 hours and um, looking ahead to next Sunday. But uh, great stuff this week, and and really, uh, Kev is the engine that makes this channel go. So, Kev, we appreciate you, man. Of course. All right, man. Uh, why don't we do this? I won't even say goodbye to you. I'll just say goodbye to everybody. Thanks to everybody for jumping in. 
Um, really appreciate every single person who, who jumped in. As I said, 90 super chats. I think the most people we've ever had. Well, I don't know if it's the most people we've ever had, but we had uh, close to 3,000 people in the room tonight. Um, and I just want to say thanks to all you guys. I mean, we're, we're loving the channel. Hope you guys are loving the content. We're loving producing it for you. Uh, crazy boo boo chicken says 91st bang, bang. Love this team. I'm not sure what that even means, but what the heck Tom Pierce says. Great show tonight. Um, Kevin O'Kennedy says, catch y'all later. Hey, thanks to everybody. We appreciate every single one of you guys. Thanks for uh, supporting the Krug show. And, um, we're going to have a lot of content on the Niners in the next 10 days or week or so talking a lot of football. So anyway, we appreciate every one of you guys for Kev. I'm Larry. Have a great night. Peace. Yeah, never met a man I've been scared of. Careful, you won't get exactly what you asked for. Here.